We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap presents Football, the show. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Goodness, the Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. I've been doing a lot of thinking. We've got time on our hands. Everyone has time on their hands. You're not wrong. Some people picked up hobbies. Some people have picked up, you know, a lot of baking going on. It's true. I've been doing thinking. Okay. Lots and lots of thinking. Well, private thinking with the lights Shower. off. Shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shower with the lights off for sure. Yeah, 100%. During this, no lights. <laughs> but I, it, for a fact, I know this, and I've just been thinking about how many there are. How many old, not, not old, uh-huh. 30s yeah. to 40s. Okay. 30, we're, we're 30s to 30s 40s. and 40s. <laughs> men yes. are sitting alone at bars. Bragging about the time that they threw a high school touchdown to Randy Moss or, <laughs> you know, whoever. Yeah, I, uh, I threw a touchdown to Randy Moss. No, you didn't. No, no, no. This was back uh, was in peewee junior high. Football. Threw, threw a touchdown. It was pretty sick. It was a screen pass. <laughs> I did have baseball. This is baseball related, but I played traveling baseball through high school, oh, college. Here we ball. fucking go. You know, no big deal. I did have a pitching coach um, who he would tell the story. Uh, whenever he was playing traveling Legion ball, whenever he was in high school, he played against Albert Pujols. Oh yeah, you've told me this. And how Albert, he he made the joke because I played on that traveling Legion team for two or three years. Whenever I got on that one, and he was and made the joke every year to the new to a new pitcher. Yep, uh, he hit the ball so goddamn hard that I think it still hasn't landed. <laughs> <laughs> I, if he does that, I guarantee someone at bars wherever is like. Julio Jones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I threw the ball to Julio. The real question is, does it work? Do they get laid off of a high school story about throwing? That's not. You know, I wouldn't have sex with them, but someone out there probably would. Someone might. Who knows? (laughs) Welcome to the NFL show. Uh, You know us. You love us. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And, you know, we're usually the debates on tap boys, but today we're the NFL, the show boys. So... We're down one because he does not want to participate in this. He thinks it's played with your feet. <laughs> Which is wrong. It's not wrong. This is our uh, monthly walk through the NFL, through the happenings of 
the north. So far, we've done the north. We've done the east. Now we're hitting the south today. Just like a compass. Next month, we're going to hit the west. Talk about our Super Bowl champ champion, Don't, Kansas City Chiefs. I can't do the podcast erect. I know. I Don't get it. I get it. Start. That's, that's going to be a whole thing. Um, and just to lay some groundwork, after we do the Chiefs, uh, w- just to be upfront, we're recording this at the time where, as of right now, the NFC season, NFL season is happening. Yes. We have no idea outside of this moment in time, which is July 18th, what is going to happen in a couple months. This this recording is timeless. Correct. You could listen to this whenever. Correct. So we're recording this. All of our research is done through what's going to happen based on last season, other seasons, and what's going to happen this upcoming NFL season as if it's happening. Um, our our plan is, again, we're going to do the West next uh next month oh, it's happening again and then before hypothetically the season occurs we're going to do like a big power ranking show record show where we think who what's going to happen in the playoffs etc so we're going to do a big prediction show um that that's kind of just the the basic groundwork of what this show is so if you're an nfc or afc south your team is in the south yeah of the nfl not geographically i mean some of them are. some of them are <laughs> this is your show this is your episode so strap in and yep. just so you know, debates on tap as you know, podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Well, Correct. now we're still drinking. Yes, but well, we're not drinking the typical bro football beers, are we? No Bud Heavies here. No, no Bud Lights. We're not drinking sponsored by NFL Bud Light. No, no sir. Well, well, today maybe it's a different version <laughs> plot of the. Twist. Of the <laughs> it's a hard left plot twist. We are drinking Bud Lights, but they're yes. seltzers. The Bud Light seltzers, which I am a fan of. We everyone and in I, earshot and, knows, and they're they're good beers. Bry guy a while ago got the lemon lime. I got flavors, too many of them, and he got a lot of them. That was the day that Brian got a ton of beers, and then we all I think everyone that showed up to his apartment that day brought more beers, and they've all been here since then. So yeah, the lemon lime flavor, which I had had with Brian, I did not know. Whenever Brian got these, I did not know this. This was a flavor. I'm a big fan of the black cherry. I think black cherry is one of the best flavors they have. Strawberry's bad. Strawberry is not good, but everyone else, everyone else is really good. So this lemon lime flavor. Let's take a sip. Let's I'll, let's bathe in it. You sip, I'll vamp, and then I'll sip, and you vampire. A little ah, bit. Let me tell you, that is a refreshing goddamn drink. Um, flavor wise, with that lemon lime, it tastes like you're drinking like. A really good crisp water with lemon and lime in it. I, I'll say, you know what Sprite tastes like when it's flat. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like it tastes like a flat Sprite that's still carbonated. It's like somehow. a it's like a diet Sprite. I've never had one. Well, it's it's basically this. Okay. I but, don't want I don't want a diet Sprite if I'm not getting drunk off a of diet Sprite. You're not wrong. But in the pantheon of the other seltzers we've had, which we've always said have been refreshing, they just haven't tasted that great. Yeah, they're all cold and it's a million degrees outside. The Bud Light seltzers, and especially this lemon lime seltzer, which is which is fine. It's good. Tier two of the Bud Light. I seltzers. would say it's closer to like a seven out of ten. I'll, I forgot about our made up. System. We made up yes, a system. Yes, and then it was a ten scale system. I'm gonna give it a six. I, I can I can agree with that. I was gonna say six point five, but then I was like, no, I like these. I like the other flavors so much, especially black cherry, that I can get behind. Black I cherry gets a seven from me. So this yeah, is good. Let's do. I, I think give that it sounds seven. like a good idea. Um, like Bright Guy said, we're gonna do the NFL talk here in a second. We have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, particularly, uh, there have been a couple signings in free agency. Now that the free agency period is wrapped up, um, last month we did the New England Patriots, who have made a pretty big signing in our opinion, a Mr. Cam Newton. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think so. I um, love watching Cam. Uh, we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers in this show today, and we'll, we'll, we'll get on some of Cam Newton talk, but 
Um, for like we discussed in the New England Patri- Patriots episode, um, we didn't really know what their quarterback situation was going to be. It was between Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer, who are both not great quarterbacks. Now they're getting a arguable phenom when he is healthy. He went to the Super Bowl in Cam Newton. So I, I think if if hypothetically. There's a lot of hypotheticals in this situation. If Cam Newton starts, I think that'll be a fun, dynamic offense to watch. I think he's going to start. Yep. If he's healthy, he starts. I, I would agree. I can't remember what my Patriots hot take was, but now... It's you said Brian Hoyer was going to start. Well, fuck. <laughs> That's not true anymore, <laughs> That's not is true. <laughs> well, cold take, Cam Newton's going to start. Right. And as well as there have been other uh, free agency signings, I don't know if there's anything else we want to dive into that have been, as, imp- as I would argue, as impactful as someone like Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. Definitely not. I think that was the big. That was the main reason we wanted to highlight that one was because, I mean, sure there are people who go to different teams and blah blah blah, and there are going to be some big ones like we talk about the Colts. They signed a really big defensive lineman that I think is going to be really impactful. But when you have someone like Cam Newton, who is a arguably one of the generational talents at the quarterback position, especially when you had no one. Correct. When you have a barren wasteland of quarterbacks. For Cam Newton to go to the Patriots and how great of offensive mind they are and how that culture, I think that's going to be really fascinating to watch. So, But yeah, so we're going to kick this thing off. We're going to talk about the AFC South. Now, again, if you're not an AFC South or an NFL fan, now you can stop listening because <laughs> yeah. it does get... It gets buckle up. Real well, we're gonna try to lighten the mood a little bit, but this Or is, put us on double speed. That's right. Just 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 go we'll talk really yeah. slow. Make it real bad for all everybody <laughs> listening regular speed. Uh, no, so leading the AFC South is the Houston Texans. They went ten and six and they lost to Kansas City in the divisional round. <laughs> where uh through crazy bad luck from the Chiefs side, the at the start of the second quarter it was twenty four to nothing and things were dire. You know when Kermit sips the tea? <laughs> so that's how I'm drinking my Seltzie. I will say, we went to a bar. Remember bars, Brian? No, uh, yeah, the things that hold up. Yep. Sometimes they hold up signs. Exactly. Or, we yeah. went to a bar. And whenever the first touchdown happened, we were like, okay, it's fine. Everything's okay. We're going to come out and be okay. Then the Chiefs had a lot of, they had the dropsies. Couldn't they get, any, the dropsies, they, they couldn't get anything rolling. And then defense came out, had a good stop punt, and then Tyreek Hill muffed his punt. I all season, all season, I've been the anchor for us. Correct. I've been, hey man, yeah. we yep. have, we gotta have faith. Gotta yes. have faith. Mm-hmm. Because three years ago, I called the comeback on our opening game against the Chargers. Right. I told I think it was, friend, that was at the start of the 2018 or 2017 season, I believe. I told my friend Dalton that they was they were gonna call it the tale of two halves, right. and that's exactly what happened. Right. Ever since then, I've felt <laughs> this duty. To <laughs> duty, nice. <laughs> to be the voice of reason and faith. Yeah, and I lost. How did that go? <laughs> All of my faith. So yeah, so through crazy bad luck, just insane things happening. Chiefs are down twenty-four, nothing going in the second quarter, and then Patrick Mahomes the second showed up, our half-billion-dollar boy, mm. um, and led him on to uh, I believe it was five straight touchdowns. Ended up winning that game fifty-one to thirty-four, thirty something. That last touchdown was it garbage time touch just insane um but anyway so houston tech that's what we're going into um houston texans they were 16th in offense dvoa which is in the dvoa system as we talked about that's nerd speak for statistical um efficiency essentially and uh and i will say this is one caveat with dvoa is that you know in most things whenever you have like the median like 15 is considered average yeah in dvoa below 15 so 16 is actually on the on the bad that's when you start to get bad 
below is the so this is number. not considered average. This is considered you're teetering on bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, my head hurts. So yeah, so 16th offensive VOA, obviously led by Deshaun Watson, who I we can talk about him in a second, but he's a phenomenal talent. We've talked about him before. Better than Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> when we have talked about those kind of things, um, as we'll discuss in a second, time and time again, Deshaun Watson is put into positions where he is succeeding despite the system. You and can say Bill O'Brien. You can say you don't. Bob, have to call I will him the say I'm, I can't. I'm just calling Bob. I can't <laughs> utter his name right now. But because of Bob um, and the things he has done to this team, which we'll discuss in a second, because he probably made one of the most insane decisions I've ever seen that has essentially, I think, has lost them games this next season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 16th offensive DVOA, you have Deshaun Watson leading the charge. 26th defensive DVOA. So, and that's with J.J. Watt. That's with J.J. Watt, who didn't play a lot right. of games. He didn't. He got hurt. I get it. And they also traded away... Davion Clowney before the season started last year. Another boneheaded thing, which I think is that insane the system and stupid. Did. The system did it. They were 27th in sacks. Very bad. They were also 19th in interceptions. Um, I will say the big caveat to them is they, they had the fourth uh, ranked strength and schedule in 2019. So pretty tough schedule. I mean, you look at, they played us, they played uh, their division. Wasn't that bad in the long run. You know, they had well, they did. Titans, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but two, yeah, two AFC South teams made it into the playoffs. Correct, exactly. Um, this upcoming season in 2020, they have the tied eighth strength and schedule. Yeah. So much of what you talked about with strength and schedule and how how it works is that you know since they went to the playoffs, they they're going to play a couple playoff teams next year as well as they rotate the the divisions and things like that. Um, a big notable thing about the Texans this year is they didn't have any first round picks. Because of the big trades uh, with Miami, for uh, they traded Lar- Laramie Tunzel away, or I'm sorry, they got Laramie Tunzel and they got Kenny Stills uh, wide receiver. That was like way that was like during the season last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So that left them without any first round draft picks. Yeah, they only drafted five people. Right, and they also they but but I will say free agency wise they did have a big cap. They had 62 million going into this uh, off season. Um. So yeah. Um, big things I would say the Texans needed is they needed defensive and defensive line help. Um, like I said, at, at the start of the last season, they get, they traded away Clowney to the Seahawks. JJ Watt missed most of the season with the torn pack. And whenever he did return to the playoff playoffs and things like that, far too soon. Didn't. Yeah. He, he returned way too quickly. But for example, in the Kansas city chiefs game, he had zero sacks, zero pressures, zero impact on that game. Essentially. Yeah, it's basically you put him up against an offensive lineman and you Correct. hope that his name makes that offensive lineman miss. Which, and it uh, didn't. Let's also talk about the Madden ratings. For J.J. Watt to be the top, what was it, third or fifth ranked defensive end in the I, NFL on in Madden? I can hear people from Houston yelling, yeah, but when he's healthy. Yeah, but he, you hear that? He's not usually healthy and he is older. I, I, I do not think he is going to be a 95 overall grade, whatever, but... But yeah, so that's 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 them. Um, also, on the other side of Watt, their defensive ends they they combined for three sacks last year. Two guys on the other side of JJ Watt, um, Angelo Blackson and Charles uh, Omenehu, uh, only had three sacks all year. So they 100% need some defensive end help or defensive line help. Um, also, cornerback wise, um, like I said, they were really bad defensively. Um, a lot of bad, inter- they didn't have a lot of interceptions, everything like that. Uh, Bradley Roby did get signed to a three-year deal. 
Um, but also probably their best secondary, probably their best secondary help. Jonathan Joseph, who is another big guy. He left for Tennessee, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. A lot of inner, inner, uh, division trades. Yeah. This, yeah, it's, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I will say they didn't have a, that big of an explosive, uh, running game. They did have Carlos Hyde, who did have a thousand yards to six touchdown, but the second leading rusher on the team was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So they weren't too efficient or too great in the run game. Well, and didn't they, I feel like they, their whole, one of their whole things, they kind of follow that Tennessee model of right. Right. Playing ahead or just playing the time yes. game where you run a lot. Right. So I think and, that, and that accounts and, and for that maybe for, for something I would say, but, um, but you can't deny that whenever you think the Houston Texans offense, it's Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh boy. <clears throat> so biggest things like we talked about, they probably need a lot of defensive help, things like that. Um, what happened in free agency is something that I, I cannot fathom why this trade happened. I, I, I don't understand it. No, no, I don't either. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, it's mm-hmm. going to be fun to watch Kyler Murray. Whenever we get to that. Yep. Okay, yes. we're not there. I know. We're, we're, we're not, not talking about that right now. It, it'll, it will be fun. However, this is, I will, I will argue, of all the bad trades in the NFL, this is going to go down as one of the worst, most boneheaded trades in history. The in the offseason, yeah, get yeah, get to it. Just say it. Bill O'Brien <laughs> traded away his number one receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, who had 1,165 yards, seven touchdowns, averaged 11.2 yards a catch, and was just phenomenal. He's he is a, a true number one wide receiver, and he's I'll say he's in the argument for number one in the league. Yes. Now, uh, Brendan and I had this conversation kind of real quick off uh, not camera but off microphone. That it's kind of between him and Julio, right? Like those are the two names that come up. I would say most often. I, I would I would argue whenever you're talking about a true elite receivers, it's like Julio Jones, duh. Then it's like DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, you know, guys like that. And I I mean, before CTE took its toll on Antonio Brown, yeah. he might have been in there, <laughs> arguably. But after DeAndre Hopkins, who who did miss a game this season. Will Fuller was their number two receiver, had 670 yards. He's a really good number two. He's a good number two, but he he missed, uh, what was it, seven games, I think it was. He only played 11 games this year because he, he was hurt. He was hurt some of the year. And still got That's 670 yards. Everybody was doubling DeAndre Hopkins. Right. In exchange for number, again, arguably number one receiver, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Well, hold on. Let me stop you there because yeah. they had to have gotten... <laughs> What two first round picks? A first and a second. Not, and a not third? so not so fast. No, 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 not so fast. They got in return from the Arizona Cardinals, David Johnson, who a running back who has a really bad contract for a running back. It's a it's way too much. So they inherited David Johnson. But you said that they had a running back who already had a thousand yards that well, season. I mean, you know, <laughs> as well as they got a second round pick for twenty twenty. So this upcoming year, uh, or this past year. In a fourth round pick in 2021. I would say you you can't argue that that's the worst because it's clear <laughs> that that is the worst <laughs> trade that has gone down in Super Bowl era. So just for just for reference, David Johnson was the number one guy in Arizona. He's a fine running back. Well, he's fine. Well, <laughs> 
He averaged for 3.71 yards a carry, which is not good. Had 345 yards and was replaced during the season when they traded for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, like I said, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He is not going to get you the same output as DeAndre Hopkins. No. And basically, not, no. the idea is, is that um, the thought is the reason why... The only thing I can think of is why they did this was because DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was wanting a better contract, basically. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think his contract was still like not being paid for what he deserves, essentially. And he was coming up on a couple of truck contract year or two. Yeah. And I think I had read that Bill O'Brien is not like guys who have big personalities. Oh, is that what we're calling it? That's what we're going to call okay, it. Okay, okay. So he felt like, oh, I can offload DeAndre Hopkins and his future issues and contract issues and get David Johnson, who I guess is going to help out in the run game behind Carlos Hyde, as well as maybe get a, a pick or two. Um, also, the Texans traded away their wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, uh, who got a lot of concussions and didn't play a lot anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, what, you, I thought they signed him. They signed him and Randall They Cobb. traded for Brandon yes, Cooks. Yes. I'm so sorry. They traded for Brandon Cooks, who another boneheaded so you're, decision. You're because replacing DeAndre Hopkins with, uh, first of all, Johnson, so not the same position, but then you replace him with... Yeah. Brandon Cooks, who gets concussions a lot. A lot of concussions. The dude has had like six concussions. It's not good. Antonio Brown Street. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. And Randall Cobb. Which is with Rodgers. He's a great number two. (laughs) Correct. But in that system, I just just can't fathom what's going to happen. Like we said, they got Hargraves back. They also re-signed Roby, who is their best corner from 2019, which is uh, not saying a whole lot. But again, he was the best player on that team, arguably, on defense. Um, they also added Philip Gaines from the Cowboys, I believe. And the um, Chiefs had him before that. And the Chiefs had him before that, yeah. But I, yes. Um, in free agency, they didn't touch defensive end, which, hey, maybe they're going to touch it in the draft. Who knows? Um, as well as uh, defensive tackle because they lost DJ Reader in free agency. They lost DJ Reader. They lost Jonathan Joseph, who yeah, was getting is, old, but he was still pretty still good quarterback. Would, he was something, you know. And so. they lost Barcavius Mingo. So two defensive linemen right, or, or defensive fronts, they lost. And that was where they needed help. Right. And arguably, whenever it comes to the, the Texans and protecting Deshaun Watson, you're going to need a little bit more offensive line help. They they brought in some guy who I've never heard of and re-signed another guy, but a really good idea to maybe pick up some guys in the draft. So in the draft, um, again, they didn't have any first-round picks. They picked up somebody in the second round. They picked up a defensive tackle named uh, Ross Blacklock, um, who is a really good run defender. Uh, I comp him to kind of like, Mike Pennell slash uh, uh, Poe, Dontari Poe. He's, yeah. he's a big guy like that. Um, as well as an edge defender, Jonathan Grenard, and uh, could obviously offset some of that defensive end help that we talked about earlier. Um, they picked up an offensive tackle, Charlie Heck, later on. Oh, Heck. Oh, Heck. Um, who I think is, is actually, he's going to be pretty okay. Um, as well as uh, a cornerback in John Reed in the fourth round, and then they finished up with a wide receiver. Which... All right, sure. Let's yeah. get nine wide receivers and just see which four are best. Right, which again, I mean, this is like the whole conversation I had when it came to whenever Chris Jones, uh, who we'll talk about next month, okay. resigned, to a, resigned to a big contract, or resigned to a big contract. Um, a couple people asked me, um, you know, would you rather have taken the picks or would you rather have signed the player? And I think back to the Cleo Mack trade. 
uh, the, the Raiders, when the Raiders got rid of Clem <laughs> It's like you I'm have a fucking argu- idiot. Arguably a dr- generational talent in Clem Mack, and I will say Chris Jones is a generational talent defensive tackle. You have these c- generational talents. If you trade them p- for picks, which would be a good idea to, to offset some needs elsewhere, do you really think that pick is going to comp to something like Chris Jones, to Cleo Mack? Think about, I mean, hypothetically, um, if w- the Chiefs in a crazy world trade away Patrick Mahomes for a first-round pick, do you truly think that that first-round pick is going to equate to Patrick Mahomes again? Well, let me ask you this. Would you give a second and a fourth to get DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> 100% you would. Yeah. I, I Don't can, be fucking stupid. <laughs> of uh, the system, the system's name is Bill O'Brien, and he's oh, an Bob, idiot. Oh, Bob. I will say, whenever I can only imagine how. Um, what's his name? Is that Cliff Kingsbury? I think in Arizona. Yeah. Whenever Bill O'Brien called him up and said, "Hey, proposing a trade," he looks at the he takes his phone away he's from like, his ear. He's who the fuck is this? Who is oh, B- it is Bill. Bill. Okay, who are you trading away? DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my God. He's probably he probably puts him on mute and goes, "Do we have first? Do we have yeah. seconds? I don't, do I don't know have? what we have. How many years can we give away at first? Uh, what do you think about David Johnson? I'm pretty sure Cliff Kingsbury fell out of his chair. Yeah, and then a second round pick this year and a fourth next year. And then he got to stand up on all three legs. And I'm pretty he sure had a huge erection. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury said, uh, "Let me run it by the GM real fast." Put it on pause and went. Holy shit, this dumb motherfucker. Did a lap around his mansion. Just ran around, called the GM and said, you will not believe what I have. Everything's bigger in Texas <sighs> except Bill's brain. So yeah, so over under. 10 and 6. Remember. They went 10 and 6. They didn't skate into the playoffs. They didn't. They limped in. They limped into the playoffs. And got lucky. And it was only because, not only because, I guess they would have gotten a wild card spot. But the way things fell... They had a they had a phenomenal game against the Bills in the uh, wild card round where it went to overtime against the Bills. Yeah, and one on the back of Deshaun Watson who escaped that two hit scramble around to yes. a crate like that in, was an- insane. Um, escaped like you said, limped to the playoffs, escaped the wild card round on a nut hair, and then got to the divisional round and ran into the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> Over under, I'm saying under. Over under ten six, yeah. I, I under. I don't think it's going to be too much under. I think no. they're going to be closer to like eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. But I do not think you're losing DeAndre Hopkins, and you did not add any major pieces on the offensive line. The biggest offensive piece you added was a running back who's arguably a number two, number three guy. There is no way this team, especially with the teams they play this season and everything like that that they're going to be as good this year. No, uh, definitely under. Of course, I think, uh, like we said, their quarterback is... I mean, Deshaun is, is like I've said many times, I think on this right. podcast, better than Lamar Jackson. I think he can take a team farther than Lamar Jackson. I would agree. And you said it yourself. The only the main thing holding him back is the system named Bill O'Brien. Named Bill O'Brien. But look at this season coming up. They open the season against the Chiefs. Hey, hey, which I think <laughs> as of right now, they've got some, this beef. is this open betting wise as the biggest like chiefs. Like I think it was like open two touchdowns for the chiefs, which is never, it's that's unheard of. You remember when Deshaun was playing air guitar oh, during I, that game? I, I remember that a lot. Oh, they were man. celebrating a lot during that game. I hadn't internalized that in mm, anger. Mm. They turn around from the Kansas city chiefs in Kansas city, play the Baltimore Ravens at home. 
Yeah, they're going to have a it's I would say it's a rough first four oh my God. four games. They play the Steelers in Pittsburgh, which I think like we talked about Steelers are probably going to be a little bit better. They play the Vikings who are always who that's who fucking fl- knows. Fl- they don't have digs anymore so. Jacksonville Jaguars who we'll talk about later. Um, but then they play the Titans as well as the Packers before they're by. And then they oh my gosh, yeah, then the last half of their season they got the Browns, Patriots, Lions, Colts, Bears. I mean, their last half of the season is probably a little bit easier, but I think this team is looking at eight and eight. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, that's what I think it is. And like you said, it is four games <laughs> easier, but it's not like it's a cakewalk. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're they're going to be closer to eight and eight. They, I don't think they're going to have a losing record, but uh, that kind of brings us that brings us to our hot take, I believe. Do you have a hot take? Uh, well, I was hoping you'd give me yours first because I, I, I had, I, I just had one contract I have to look up before I get my hot take. Oh, one contract to look up. It, you'll, you'll see. Okay. You'll see what's happening. I think this team is going to be overtaken by, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. They're, this is a, they made the playoffs last year. They made, I think they've made the playoffs every year with Watson, I believe. Well, if I think, right. I think this is going to be the first year through the hubris of Bill O'Brien and they're not going to make the playoffs. And hey, guess what next year is? It's the Sean Watson contract year. What's going to happen to Sean Watson? Dude, I hope he walks. He's or gonna, I, or he I is hope Bill gets going fired. to walk. What, I, what if Bill gets fired? Well, Bill. Well, right now, Bill O'Brien is both the GM and the head coach. Christ. Do you Who think... gave that man that much power? Did you see... <laughs> whenever they announced the DeAndre Hopkins trade, um, uh, Deshaun Watson was with like somebody... And they like took a screen, like a picture of his reaction, and he's just like wide eyed, looking at like the news, like what the fuck just happened? Oh my god, that poor bastard. Um, but yeah, I, I think Desha- my big hot take is at the end of the season, Deshaun Watson goes somewhere else. Okay, it's similar to mine. Okay, so uh, Will Fuller becomes an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty one. Right. I think he also walks, but I think he plays. Because he he flashed a lot last season, and when, I when he was even, healthy, absolutely. I even said it that it was because Hopkins kept getting doubled. But mm-hmm. even in our game, when we didn't double Hopkins, he still got open. Yes, correct. I think he's going to have a career year. I think he's going to be healthy nice. all season, and I think he's going to sign a contract that pays him too much to be a number one somewhere <laughs> like the Colts or, sure, or Jaguars, of of somewhere course, yeah. that doesn't have right. A true number one. I, I would not be surprised if in a year or two's time, the Texans are a totally different team. Um, because I, I, you could argue that this team is so good because of Deshaun Watson, arguably, and that if someone like Deshaun Watson walks, you are screwed. Because we've seen what this team looks like before the Watson days, when they had guys like Brian Hoyer and they had... Who, uh, who, oh, what's his face? Didn't he play for the Raiders? Matt Schaub, right? Yeah, Matt Schaub. Yes, he had a cannon. He has a giant arm, but he can't... Wasn't accurate. Can't Has no awareness at all what's going on around him. So I, my hot take is this team is going to tumble, and they're going to... I would argue this is going to be one of the hardest tumbles of any team next season. Good. Fuck the Texans. I know. Texans. Brutal. Now to the Titans. Oh, boy. Um, so I think our opinions uh-huh. will be less hot. I, I will say, yeah, going from through here, from here on out, going through this stuff, like I, we have a lot of opinions, obviously, and what, and we are homers <laughs> to a point of the Kansas City Chiefs. What? But this is one of the the divisions that, like, it's like, I I, I like these teams. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like I, the Colts. I, I like the Colts. I think the Titans, which we'll talk about here in a second. Actually, let's just dive into it. 
Tennessee Titans, they went 9-7. and seven. They lost in the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we beat both the South. Which was crazy to think about. Like, two AFC, t- t- AFC South teams we played in the playoffs. Don't we play them both next year? Uh, yeah, I think, I think we played the South next year. Yes, yes, we do play the South next year. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they got some serious scores to settle with us. Yeah. If, they, if that's the case. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. No, we just play Houston. That's okay. Yep. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so they lost in the AFC Championship game. They were six offensive DVOA. That's good. Which is pretty damn good. Um, obviously led by, I would argue, Derrick Henry, who is a giant mountain of a punishing running back. What's the guy's name? Atlas, right? Isn't he the one who carries the globe? Yeah, Atlas. Derrick Henry carries Atlas around. Yes. In his pocket. Derrick Henry is the type of guy that he is not a big accelerator. But he's big. But once he gets moving, <laughs> you, yeah. you're not going to take him down. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I think I said, Brian, this it, that thing about whenever in the Ryan Tannehill days at Miami and even with the Tennessee Titans, that with play action, Ryan Tannehill is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And obviously, this team thrived on play action. Yeah. Um, they, like I said, six offensive DVOA, so pretty damn good. Um, 16th DVO, uh, defensive DVOA. They were 21st in... So they were better than they were better than the Texans in both. They were better than the Texans in both. Uh, I, I wanted to like highlight this real fast because they were 21st in passing. Because you can break down DVOA and passing and rushing separately, but then yeah. put them together. They're 21st in passing, so not a, not a good not passing good. team. Ninth in rushing, so really so good, good rushing team. Yeah, um, 13th in sacks and 8th yeah. in interceptions. So to me, the Titans kind of took the reigning uh, defensive title from the Texans last year. Yes, I, I would agree with that. the Texans are normally known for their defense with J.J. Watt like, and Clowney whenever right. they had both of them back in the day. Uh, so they kind of took that defensive mantle, and I think that's how they won- that and their rushing game is how they won most games. I, I would argue, yes, that you know whenever you watch the Titans film and break down things like that, um, I will say that last year I think a lot of it was luck because most of football is a lot of luck, <laughs> injury yeah. luck. You know, guys doing the right thing at the right time. I mean, heck, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the regular season in Week Ten yeah. by a lot of luck, basically. Yeah. Um, you break down Tannehill's numbers, and he was phenomenal. Uh, he replaced um, Marcus Mariota, I think, seven games into the season. Who Marcus? I Mar- forgot Mariota started. Mariota started the season had a, maybe one or two good games, and then just couldn't put it together. Um, Mar- Marcus Mariota, who is now at Oak, uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raider. Um, Marcus Mariota, who I, I like a lot. I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. I think this is a, a system thing, though. Um, so I was gonna, yeah, I was I, gonna agree with you because Tannehill, it's it's the opposite again, the opposite of the Texans. Yep. He's doing everything because of the system. Yeah, I don't want to say he's a he's not a bad quarterback. No. Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is not a bad quarterback. Do I think he deserves the contract he got last season? They're overpaying a couple people. They're okay in paying a couple people, but I will say Tannehill, he as long as you, he put him in the right system, which Miami did for a couple years, yeah, like more of a run based play action system, which Tannehill thrives in. And that's what they did during this season. That's why Tannehill did so well. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry was phenomenal. He had 1,500 yards. That's a lot. Uh, 16 touchdowns. He averaged 5.1 yards a carry, which is phenomenal. Um, their number two running back had 209 yards. Well, <laughs> A, I'll say even despite his size, they're, over, right. they're overusing right. Derrick. They, they are. I, They're going to break him. And Derrick Henry's 
older. He's a lot older than I thought he was. Isn't he's he like Trent Richardson's age. Didn't he's like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. So a little bit older than I think. And I think I, I can't remember if I sent you this or not. But it's like this interesting stat that whenever uh, running backs get to this fourth, fifth season year, they have a they have a really good peak of like the third, fourth season, and then have a pretty steady drop off after that season. It. I mean, I don't, I do not foresee Derrick Henry keeping up this type of momentum. 27 is 72 in running back years. Correct. Because if you look back at all of his stats and tape and stuff like that, he was a workhorse in high school, workhorse in college. And guess what? He's a workhorse in the NFL. Yeah. And he puts up good numbers, but I don't think they're going to be able to stay in those numbers this next season. But I'd like to see personally, because he, right. he seems fine and he's a great athlete. And when I say yep. he seems fine, it means that I haven't seen news stories about him beating yep. his wife or anything like that. I, he seems like a very fine. I like yes. I like Derrick Henry. I like him too. And that's what leading up to that. I honestly hope he retires soon so he doesn't <laughs> just become a broken forty two year old man. Because you look walk. at guys like Ricky Williams and all like Dude. built like Derrick Henry who yeah. just flamed out of the NFL. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then so this year, I mean, sorry, last season they were ninth strength and schedule which I think says a lot for their nine and seven record because again, they got lucky for a couple games did do well to get into the playoffs, but um, had a phenomenal game against the, uh, the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens where going into that game, we were talking about what the layout of that game was. And that was a hard fought defensive knock like blow to blow game. And their defense is better. And their defense is just shut them down and did where they could. Also, that's a really good litmus test for the Patriots, too, because the Titans beat the Patriots yeah, and held yeah. them to only like 13 or like less than 20 points, which is phenomenal. Um, but play that game just like you should force Tom Brady to throw like further out routes and dominate the game. Last game is a Patriot against Mike Vrabel through a pick six yeah. to end uh, Brady's season as a Patriot. Let's not forget that. No, no, no. we will never forget. Uh, this Much season, like 9 10. Yeah. So this season, 2020, they have the 20th. 20th ranked strength schedule. So a little bit easier. Yeah, so they're going to do better. They're going to do better. Um, Tennessee, like we said, Tennessee signed Tiny Hill to a monster contract with four to five years, something crazy. Too, too, too many years, too much money. They also franchise tag Henry at first, but then later on signed him to a, to a, to a okay deal. I think, I think Henry's the deal okay, is, for is who? okay. It's okay for Henry. Oh, very okay for Henry. Yeah. I think I'm sorry. It's really good contract for Derrick Henry an okay slash border on bad in the next couple of years contract for the Tennessee Titans. They probably, there's probably some clauses in there to get them. I out. think so. Cause I think what I've read about Derek Henry's contract is off the top of my head. It's a four year, basically $50 million a year, uh, $50 million contract, 25 million of that. So half of that is guaranteed. And then I think after two years, like they can, they have an opt out basically. Yeah. So it's fine. So again, it's the mo- a, the, the money more, balls. the more you dive into it, the more you're like, that's an okay contract. Right. So um, they, uh, so I'll say, so in, in free agency, they lost Jonathan Joseph and their current, they, I thought they gained Jonathan Joseph from the Texans. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. They, they signed Jonathan Joseph. <laughs> we, because we are both making, because again, we, 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 we highlighted their defensive VOA passing, was very they were a bad you they could were bad go all over them yeah they needed cornerback help which they got and Malcolm Butler underlive or, or yeah, underperformed he did not live up to his all pro status from previous years yeah yeah and I think he is a good cornerback so <laughs> maybe it was a system a, thing or maybe he didn't fine. trust the people behind you know if you Correct. don't trust the safeties behind you you're gonna play different and that kind of you know that that kind of thing comes into Correct. it 
uh, the, the heads of cornerbacks, but right. But that, but that's a big highlighting thing of they need secondary help. Yeah. Um, as well as they they need a, a lot of edge slash um, uh, defensive line help. Uh, Harold Landry, one guy, he led the team in both sacks and quarterback hits in 2019, um, but he's only a second year player. Yeah, and so he's as a not second well year, known. So as a second year player, for him to lead the team in sacks and things like that, it, it's good pretty for him. And for him, it's good. But for the Titans, like overall as a team, well, but it, it could be a building block for them because it's right. You know, better than an established name like JJ Watt who underperformed. You'd yeah, much rather have an, an unknown person overperform. Right. So, um, and right now. As like before the draft and things like that, we're talking before free agency and during free agency. Um, they they there's no help on the roster at defensive edge. They had Cameron Wake, but he was very old, and they released him back He's in March. Forty, yeah. Uh, Correa, who only who had uh, only ten QB hits in twenty in twenty nine games as a Titan, they got rid of him too. Um, so that that was not good. Uh, offensive line, uh, I will say their offensive line was one of the better ones uh, in the NFL. Well, uh, when you're doing screen passes and stuff, yeah, correct. You have to be good. Uh, Jack Conklin, he was going to be a free agency free agent. I can't remember if they signed him to another deal or not. Jack Conklin, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, both of their other two backup offensive linemen who could step up, they're both over 30, so not looking good on that route. Um, and basically, they need a lot of depth. That they're going to keep up the productivity of someone like Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, and so. They didn't really, so they tried to answer that in the draft. They drafted an offensive with their first round pick. They Jack, Jack Conklin tackle. went to the Cleveland Browns, so they so did lose him. They need a lot of help, um, uh, yeah. and they did try to address that with Isaiah Wilson, offensive oh. tackle in the and first then, round. Sorry, real fast before we get dive hard into the draft, um, in free agency, did they pick up Vic Beasley? They they yes. So basically, they they uh, replaced Jarrell Casey with Vic Beasley, with, which hmm. not <laughs> the best trade. I. I that's good. And it wasn't a trade. Again, Very interesting. But that was their that was their plan. So yes, yeah. in free agency, their biggest signings were Jonathan Joseph, which we talked about, right. uh, and Vic Beasley. Then they lost Jarrell Casey, which not great. And then you lost Marcus Mariota. No one cares. But you also lost Deion Lewis, who was I think their number two right. uh, running back, who had the two hundred yards and was not used. So I right. guess if you're going to give the ball to nobody but Derrick Henry, you don't need two running backs. Right. So, so yeah, so in the draft, Brian already said they picked up uh, Isaiah Wilson, I think you said. Yes. Who is very much going to be a replacement, I think, for Conklin. Uh, they picked up a running back in uh, Darionton Evans in the third round, uh, which I think is going to be – he's a little bit quicker guy, so I think that would be pretty good. In the, in the second in round, the second they picked round, up a cornerback. They, pick they picked up Christian Fulton, which I – like. wanted him. I like Christian Fulton a lot. Um, he is a – he was a projected first-round talent in, in the secondary, and the Titans got him at – at a, a steal in the second round. An absolute steal. Uh, after that, they got, like you said, a running back. So uh, then we skip ahead to rounds five and seven where they got a defensive tackle out of North Carolina. They got another cor- quarterback. His name is Cole. Right. Of course, Cole. Of course it is. Out of Hawaii, which if you're going to go to school, go to school in Hawaii. Yeah, 100%. And uh, their last pick of the draft was Chris, Jack- Chris Jackson, who <laughs> is a kind of a hybrid cornerback safety uh, right. guy. So really, not not a terrible draft. Um, I'm I'm this team is going to be really curious. I'm really curious to see what this team does now that they've their offensive line has got basically everyone on the team who produces in some way has gotten older offensively, and they also lost Jack Conklin, who is a pretty damn good offensive lineman. So when he when it comes to next year, over under. With the way that division is shaking out, 
I think they're going to take the Texans 10 and 6. I think, I think they're going to be over. I was just going to say that. I think this team is po- poised to take the number one uh, spot in this, in this in the South, but not by much. So, yeah, I, I would agree. I think they're they're due for another win or so. I'll be honest. This, this division, like you said, it's likable, but it's so boring. Yeah. It's honestly, when I was looking at it, I was like, nobody gives a shit about <laughs> half these dudes. that are, Like the DeAndre Hopkins thing, that's yeah. the most interesting. That's why we let it. That's probably the most that's interesting the most, thing that's happened. You, isn't that the old news thing? You always lead yeah. with the biggest <laughs> news. And then arguably there's a quarterback coming up on a team that that's probably a little bit, not yeah. so much the the player, but uh, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so I, I I'm predicting they're going to pick up a game or two. I mean, you look at their next season and and sure they have some tough games probably against Minnesota, Buffalo, Houston, as well as the Colts, the Ravens, things like that. Uh, and at the end of the season, they finish with Detroit, Green Bay, and damn. Houston. That's a good test for their defense to see if they're still <laughs> at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my hot take. Huh. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say, I don't want to, okay, all right, let me clarify. It's not ill-wishy, like our hot takes are not, we don't want to, it's not what we want to happen, but in my mind's eye, (laughs) I see Derrick Henry breaking the fuck down. Yeah, Derrick Henry's going to get the ball too much. I I would agree with you. That's kind of my big thing. He's going to get hurt. I think think he's either going to get hurt or the the wheels are going to come off and it's just like Derrick Henry's not the same guy. Um, If that, so again, you said that the, the, or yeah, the offensive tackle that they signed is going to replace right. Jack Conklin for all intents and purposes. So he could be a day one starter. If he's not what they thought he was, that's a huge piece of their offense that they're not going to have because Jack Conklin's gone. They Correct. relied on, you know, you rely on a steady offensive line when the scheme that they run. Right. So man, I, I don't, again, I don't want it to happen, but I think Henry's not going to last all season. I know I, there's, I don't think there's a, there's any way they're going to do that. So my, that's my lukewarm take. I, I was going to say most of the, these teams, I don't have too much, like I would argue I don't have too much of a hot man, take for it's such a boring division, but dude. it's just, it's the South. Like AFC, AFC, AFC South like, is so boring. Like who cares? Uh, I would, I, I would think that that'd be my biggest thing too, is I think their offense, especially their running game, running attack is not going to be as effective because they're going to wear down Derrick Henry. Poor bastard. I know. That brings us to the Colts, right? Indianapolis Colts, who uh, had a couple of really interesting free agency decisions they made. Uh, they went 7-9. They missed the playoffs. Uh, they had a really interesting thing where they actually started out the season very hot uh, and then finished 2-7. and seven. <laughs> So finished With not ja- so hot. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, right? Which this was the whole thing, which we'll talk about stats and stuff like that here in a second. But at the start of the season, Andrew Luck surprisingly retired. Good for him. And good for him. He basically cited health was a big concern because he had, had a... He was getting the shit He was out. having his shit rocked many times. Um, so he, re, he surprised retired, I think, in the preseason, right? I think before that last preseason game, because that's when we did our draft and our good buddy Vargas. Oh. Poor bastard drafted Andrew Luck. If I could write a scene in any sitcom, it would be that. And that, let, let me real quick, real quick. I'm gonna. This is not NFL show related, but it's about the NFL and it's about Colts fans. If you guys booed or burned, oh man, or or maligned Andrew Luck in any way because he retired, honestly, you could go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself because for a player like that who is so smart, so talented, did nothing but good did things nothing for but good things to that organization. For him in to that city, for him to step away, more all the power to Andrew Luck. Like that, that is nuts. But for no reason should you boo the man, think ill will the man at all. Fuck you for saying that he was not. A, yeah, correct. 
Anyway, back to the meat so, of the show. So now that the, this is the context of Jacoby Brissett starting. They were 19th offensive VOA, which again, we talked about that's teetering on not average, but more so bad. They're 24th passing. Which is really bad. Really bad. Seventh rushing. Okay. So not, not a bad rushing game. Um, they were 17th in def- defensive DVOA. So again, eh, um, 16th in sacks and 17th interceptions, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, this is a team that everything, nothing they did popped. You know what I mean? Like they had, they they beat the Kansas City Chiefs early in the season with an injured with an injured Patrick Mahomes. It was it was Justin Houston's quote unquote revenge game. Yeah, which great. Fine, you, I'm happy for you. You sacked like a jilted. You lover. sacked Patrick Mahomes, an injured Patrick Mahomes, a couple of times. Great. As well as they didn't have Eric Fisher starting. I think Ty, Tyree Kill hadn't come back yet. It wasn't a great day for us. It was bad. Or D- Tyree Kill, I think, had come back but wasn't as effective. Or no, no, Byron Pingro. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they, they had a bad spiral at the end of the, in the season. Uh, last season, they had a very tough schedule. Tied seventh for strength of schedule last year. This year, they're coming up on tied 16th. So a, far, a little bit far easier. They had a pretty big swing, I think. Um, so yeah, so... Oh boy. So they, let's, let's see what... In, in, oh, they were the only... Uh, only one team in the league entered the, this offseason with more spending room in the salary cap than the Colts. So they had a ton of money to spend. They had a ton of draft picks, too. And they had a lot of draft picks. So, so they have room to grow. And really, I'll say this. Do you know offhand they're running back? I don't. I don't. That's what i just thinking about it. They I had like, a good rush game, like you just said. Because they had and, a phenomenal offensive line. Yeah. But it, when, it came, when it comes to like... Actually, who was their running back? I, I couldn't name it. So I'll say, so their one offensive player that I know is T.Y. Hilton. He's a very good wide out. You're making a Marlon face. Marlon Mack. Who? Was their number one. He was, I think he was a rookie, wasn't he? He might. I yes, don't know. He's a rookie. Yeah. So I think he exceeded expectations. Wow. Uh, and I think he will continue to do well. He had, a, he had over a thousand yards, average 4.4 yards of care, which is kind of, for, kind of average for running back, but not, not, not hey, bad at all. If you give it to him three times, that's a first down. You're not, you're not wrong. So I, I with the limited weapons, they ha- again, God damn it. This division is just so boring with the, uh, with the, uh, the talent they have. Like I said, T Y's old now. He's, he's 30 years old. And last season he was, he was injured 30. That's two years younger than us and too old. Last year. He only played 10 games. Yeah. And only had 501 yards. Um, some guy named, uh, Zach Pascal was their number one receiver and only had 600 yards. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. So obviously the guy who played the Mandalorian going into free agency in the draft, they need a lot of wide receiver help. Um, because, uh, obviously coming into the season, they have a, I would argue a little bit better of a quarterback coming in. So I'll argue all day. I know. I know we've had this conversation many times. So yeah, so they need wide receiver help. Again, like we talked about, they have a lot of free agency space or free agency money. They have a lot of draft picks. So last season their biggest two signings were Justin Houston and Devin Funches. Who, and they got rid of Devin Funches. They did not, they did not keep Devin Funches. They didn't get anything all, out of him. Um, as well as they need defensive tackle help, which I think we'll talk about here in a second. Um, because they they uh, they didn't have a high sack rate. So um, as well as going into the free agency season, off season, they needed a quarterback. They so needed, we're going to do this now? They needed someone who could be maybe a little bit better in the passing game than our good buddy J- Jacoby Brissett. I'm not saying he's better right. than Phillip Rivers. 
I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Jacoby Brissett's a better quarterback. Right. What I'm saying is that Philip Rivers is not the answer. He's no one's answer. That's why the Chargers got rid of him. He hasn't been the answer for the Chargers for 10 years. And this is something Brian and I have talked about many times because I think I'm... I think Philip Rivers is a very nice person, but as a full no, player, no, he's not. He's an insane person. I he despise has nine kids. Philip Rivers on the Why football field. Why do you field. think? Let's back despise up. Despise Philip Rivers on the on the. Let's stop field. talking football for a second. Yeah. Then. Why do you think he's a nice person? Nothing he does. He's, Did he's you see? Because, because stop, stop, stop. What that you're talking about on the field stuff? Sort of on the field. Sort yes, of. he's a big okay, crybaby. Crybaby. What off the field? He's a genuinely nice guy. Do you meet him? Yeah. Oh, a couple times. No. He has a, this great story about he loves Kansas City, loves Kansas City barbecue. He had the great story about how he became friends with uh, many years ago. He went to Joe's Kansas City okay. and uh, showed up, saw the giant line, and he was like, fuck it, I'm out. Came friends with Joe. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's too big of a line. I don't want to hang because I'm Philip Rivers. I'm not going to hang out. <laughs> yeah. Like He's like, people are going to know me. People are going to yell at me. I'm not going to hang around. Yeah, yeah. Went like somewhere else, went to the game, was warming up on sidelines. Some season ticket holders on the front row went, Hey, Philip, in Kansas City, we wait in line, you fuck. <laughs> Philip Rivers like looked and was like, what the fuck? And got to know the guy and like had a nice, fun relationship with him. And they shared barbecue, blah, blah, blah. And then Philip Rivers, his, uh, after his final season, regular season game against the Kansas City, or, uh, of all season, was against the Chiefs where they lost. Now, well, yeah, I was going to guess, his, did he lose? And his speech, uh, talking about football, talking about playing the Chiefs, was phenom- it was such a, a great, heartfelt speech. On the field, yes, he is a crybaby dumbass. You're letting- I hate Hilbert Rivers no. on the field. I will say, I think he's going to do a little bit better with a better offensive line and possibly a better running back because in Los Angeles, got San Diego. That's all I can think about. I know for the Chargers, they didn't have a good offensive line. Yeah, they didn't really have a very a good powerful running attack. Um, what Melvin Gordon? They, it was a fine running attack, but it wasn't enough to support what he needed to do, especially the offensive line. So, but I will say a one year, 25 million deer deal for 25 million year. Do, uh, tw- He's getting paid in deer. You didn't pay in deer. A $25 million <laughs> yes. dollar a year deal for yes. Philip rivers. That's too much. And again, it's only a year, but, and they have the cat space. So why the fuck not? Why make a prove it deal with Phil Rivers? I don't know. I, it's very weird. Um, He's involved in my hot take. So I won't say much besides he has too many kids and oh he throws boy. like a dinosaur. Right. Um, they also traded away the 13th overall pick uh, for DeForest Buckner from the 49ers, which I think is going to be a big uh, splash in, in for this team. And Xavier Rhodes. And Xavier Rhodes, I think is pretty So they, nice. they went free agency where it counts... So you get you get a leader. Right. So okay, regardless of what I think about the man, he will be a leader for that offense. So you, you get a yes. leader for your offense, and then you get two. I mean, basically two leaders for that defense. Plus, you already have Justin right. Houston. So you have yep. three solid vets on your defense, yep. and you can build around those guys for right. two or three years. And again, uh, big another big selling point for the Phil Rivers is that he uh, knows the system already. He's he knows Frank Reich because Frank Reich the now head coach for the Colts was his offensive coordinator years ago. So he, he'll know the system and be able to plug in and be okay. Can I test a joke <clears throat> out with you about <laughs> Philip sure. Rivers not being the quarterback he once was? Yep. Okay. Just deliver the, they signed Philip Rivers again. They signed Rivers for a one year deal, $25 million. Philip Rivers. More like Philip Creek. Am I right? Ah, uh, I can workshop pretty it. Pretty good, but it's there. 
Rivers is 38 years old. That's too old. That's too old. It's too old. And again, like we talked about, in their needs, they need wide receiver help. Um, is he older than Brady? No, Brady's like 42. Brady's 72. He's just been getting rejuvenation. As well as now, since they signed Rivers, Rivers loves his uh, tight ends. Rivers loves Antonio. <laughs> yeah, he, lo- yeah. he loves Antonio. Me Gates. and him both, baby. He loves leaning on those guys. So he's going. They're going to need a little bit more tight end help. Eric Ebron. Didn't I think they got rid of Eric? Ebron. Yeah, they lost Eric Ebron. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and they have a guy named Jack Doyle. <laughs> oh, Doyle. Whatever. But but again, but after Philip Rivers, mm-hmm. I think I don't think is Brissett still on team or no? He's not long term. Anyway, Jack Jacoby Brissett is not going to be after Philip Rivers. Is not going to be your long term bet. So they probably need someone after Philip Rivers to like be groomed under Philip Rivers. Ugh. Learn to make his build, like comb his hair. Yes, that kind of okay, few. Okay, real quick. I'm not going to I'm not going to waste time with names. Yeah. on the draft, but I am going to run through positions that they drafted because yes. they did not have a first round pick. They didn't. So, after that, the average fan might not know these. So, uh they're I'm just going to run down in order, mm-hmm. okay? They got a wide receiver out of USC. Who I will say, he's six foot four. He's gigantic. He's a big target. Big, tall. It's hard receiver. for Phil to miss him. Yep. Uh, they got a running back out of Wisconsin. Who is Jonathan Taylor, who is a highly recruited, like likely first round uh, prospect. Okay. They got uh, a safety out of Utah. They got a quarterback out of Washington, which I think might be their long term backup Jacob plan. Jacob Eason, who I think is pretty okay. He's okay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, they got offensive line help out of Ball State. Yep. They got defensive tackle help out of Penn State. Then they got from Kansas City via the Jets somehow, some kind of trade that way. <laughs> uh, they got a defensive back out of the University of Massachusetts. Um, after that, they've got a wide, another wide receiver out of Washington State, and then a linebacker out of Michigan. So a lot of lot of picks, right. and they addressed. <laughs> A lot of positions. They, oh, sisters. they didn't pick up anything in the tight end world, but I will say that last big wide receiver they picked up from Washington State, he is a big, another big guy. He's more like Larry Fitzgerald now, where Larry Fitzgerald plays more like a tight, uh, tight end. So they got two huge guys. Two gigantic receivers. Who could fill, you know, that's yeah. not unheard of. The for- first guy is more of a DK Metcalf, and this guy's more of a an older now Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah so over under for the for the Colts uh, they went like we talked about nine and or seven and nine I think they're just gonna trade places with so I think I don't think they're gonna win I think it's gonna be oh, fuck <laughs> I neither again they're is, gonna end nine this and is seven. a hard one I, I think they're gonna be a little bit better just by virtue of again the veteran stuff on the team I mean but it not but not much better no I think this is gonna you're gonna see a fight between the Texans and the Colts for that for that second spot. If they're going to be which eight, could be a maybe maybe eight and eight, may, but I don't see the Colts being that much better, because um, you got a laser face back there, and we never. I mean, as much as I will defend the guy to a point, it's still laser face, and I don't think he's going to be. He's thirty eight years old. He's teaching his kids how to throw the ball like he does, like a idiot, like a, like a T Rex. And I guess it works. He gets yards, but you don't have Keenan Allen anymore. So guess what? The you world's know. about to get brutal for you. It's going to. It's not going to be pretty. You have to stand in way more lines. <laughs> so, so that brings so us to the Jags. To wrap up the good old the good old God, AFC South is the let's rush through this because Jacksonville I hate Jaguars. The Jaguars. I know Jacksonville Jaguars. They went six and ten. They obviously missed the playoffs. Um, they were twenty fourth in offensive DVOA, terrible. 29th in defensive VOA, worse, terrible. And that's eight, with the, eighth in sacks. Actually, you remember 
they have the self-proclaimed best cornerback in the league, and they Ooh. went 29th. Who? Uh, yep, I sure do. Got burned by a lot of Chiefs yeah. players. Uh, eighth in sacks, so actually not too bad because I think they had Clayus Campbell at one time. Or, or who? Who is their big? You know <laughs> what? <laughs> Defensive uh, lineman wise, they they. Defensive, yes, they lost Clayus Campbell. Yes, Clayus Clay yes. Campbell was on the team, which accounted for a lot of other sacks, and he is now gone. Yeah. Um, 27th in interceptions. This team, you could throw it all day on them, and the likelihood of them having a turnover was pretty piss poor. But they have the best cornerback in the league. I know. They were the third strength and schedule for 2019, so a pretty brutal uh, season. Yeah, but they were one. They were one of the highest rated, highest touted teams coming into the season. Right, Every, they were everybody's like sleeping dog. They were like the, the Jags flash last year. Well, because you signed Big Dick Nick and you expect to win some games. That's true. And that then, is true. You got that Super Bowl energy coming then in Big there. Big Dick Nick broke his collarbone, I think, in the first season. <laughs> that poor first, fucker. The first game of the season. Um, and then you had the Gardner Minshew show. Hey, man, if. That's what it takes to get Gardner in. I'm sorry, Big Dick, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh, Josh Allen actually had more uh, sacks than Clayus Campbell, but still, they were sack machine. They they had a pretty good sack. So yeah, so now your step, and then for 2020, they were the 22nd strength schedule. So again, went from a brutal brutal schedule now to a little bit easier schedule. So you better do better than six and ten. Which getting to Gardner Minshew, who I think is a fine quarterback. I don't think if the Jaguars are going to rest their franchise on Gardner Minshew, I think that's a bad idea. They're, I don't think they are. What's the term? There's a phrase when someone's... Two birds, one stone. No. Uh, Keep going. Stones and glass houses. So close. Uh, uh, apple a day keeps the doctor away. There it is. Is that it? When your bravado <laughs> outshines your actual talents. Yes. Gardner Minshew, who is known for big mustaches and short shorts. You know, elsewhere. Wait, are short you Gardner Minshew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think, God bless Gardner Minshew and his uh, outlandishness. I don't think he's going to be their answer in the future. Nah, he's serviceable. Because they got rid of Big Big Dick Nick is not on the Jaguars. No, they, he's with the Chicago motherfucking Bears now. Who are going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Got Big Dick Nick going in there. Um, so yeah. So again, um, they lost Clayus Campbell. Um, they cut uh, another another defensive tackle. So uh, they also lost their their guy across from the best cornerback yes. in the league, AJ Bouye. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is interesting stat. So yeah, so they need defensive line help. Even though they had a lot of sacks, they were thirty first in rushing touchdowns allowed. So just a bunch of rushers and opposing yards per carry. So you could, I mean, you could do anything. With this yeah, team. they've all, they only have pass rushers. By God, there. they could pass rush, but yeah. they couldn't stop anything. Um, so yeah, so later on in the draft, we'll discuss more defensive tackle help, uh, linebacker help. Um, Telvin Smith, he actually retired uh, or like left the game of football at the end of the, se- at, at yeah, the end of the season. Called retiring. Uh, left, left the game of football. He was a big linebacker of theirs. Um, also, Miles Jack got way worse in last season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got way worse. Uh, there's They have a couple younger guys, Quincy William and Leon Jacobs, but who really knows how they're going to be? They need someone else, new blood, either at the linebacker position or more veteran help at the linebacker position. Yeah. As well as offensive tackle-wise, um, 
young guys who haven't developed yet slash they they have improved like you could look at each one of their offensive line guys and they need improvements there um so that's another big thing either in the draft or free agency which we're coming up to that they could address um so yeah so in free agency they added a couple guys um yeah, in, in the offseason, they mainly subtracted more than they added. So, like, yeah. they got rid of Nick Foles, A.J. Boye, Calais Campbell, uh, Yannick, something. He's um, good, though. Uh, I think he left. I know it's hard to pronounce his name, but he's good. He is good, but he also left yeah. in free agency. He's big. Um, so, yeah, so they added Joe Sherbert. <laughs> oh, what's my favorite kind of <laughs> dessert? <laughs> In free agency, but I don't think this is gonna be that's gonna be enough to to turn him around. No, they also signed Tyler Eifert uh, from the Bengals, who's a really good tight end. And I guess Gardner needs checkdowns. I guess, but 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 whenever you get rid of how much help they need on the defensive side of the ball for them to get rid of all those names, especially Jalen Ramsey, they got they traded him to the Rams last season too in the middle of the season. Yeah, fuck him. Yikes. Um, they need something better at secondary than the guys they have now, as well as like we talked about, they need more offensive help, which I think in the draft, hopefully they, they got some guys. I was going to say, you want to talk about a lot of picks. Hey, I think they're a lot of picks. Their first, they had two first round picks, two first round picks. That's right. And one of the guys you wanted very badly for the chiefs. Sure. I remember his name coming up. So their, their first pick, uh, (laughs) pick number nine. Cornerback out of Florida, C.J. Henderson. He was a big. He was a big one that I liked a lot. He went out. Uh, another one, an edge defender. Their second first round pick was Kalevin Chason. 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 Yeah. But yeah, but he's another. That one. was one that was actually projected to go to the Chiefs. Yes. A few places. They they thought they thought if certain things would fall into place that this guy would be the Chiefs, which didn't fine. happen. Got picked twelve picks sooner. Um, after that, I'm just gonna kind of go. You're fine by position. In round two, they got a wide receiver out of Colorado. In round three, they got a defensive tackle out of Ohio State. So right off the bat, you got right. four, uh, three out of four of the picks are from huge schools. So you got Florida, LSU, Colorado, and Ohio State. Yeah, some big, some big schools, big, big name schools. Um, after that, they got an offensive tackle out of St. John's University. Uh, then they got a corner, another cornerback out of Michigan State, and then a linebacker out of Miami a safety out of Auburn, a wide receiver from Texas, quarterback from Oregon State, and a tight end from Georgia Tech, and then finally cornerback from Memphis. So very defensive heavy. Very uh, defensive heavy. And then I think it's really interesting that in the sixth round they picked up that guy from Oregon State, the quarterback. The quarterback. Jake Lutton or Luton. Yeah. Which I think kind of clues you in on like their long-term idea of what's going to happen at quarterback, I think. Really? Yeah. In the sixth round? Well, you never know. Tom Brady was in the sixth no, round. Don't start. Don't. <laughs> um, so yeah. So in the draft, they they did. I mean, short up their secondary. They did look pretty good there, um, and kind of filled in little pieces here and there. I think they realized that they are much better when their secondary is good because it was good for a few years. It was really good. For I'll a few never years. call Jalen Ramsey the best cornerback in the NFL because he never has been. Never. And I'll say that to his face. Yep. I know I can't play cornerback, so I'm not saying he sucks. He's very good at no, what he does. He does not suck. He doesn't suck. For him to now be the number one, no, not at all. So over under for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boy, you know, I honestly can. Can I give you something? I I I think they're going under. Yeah, I was. I think so too. <laughs> I think they are because I think they won. Be what would they win? Fuck, I can't. I, this. 
goddamn division is so boring. Six and ten. I think they're gonna they're gonna because of how much young talent they have. It's gonna take a couple years, and with how um, much they need to develop, they're gonna it's gonna be closer to four games, four or five games. Yeah, they I, might be good in a couple years. I think they're gonna be four and four and twelve. I think it's gonna be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna be real bad. I yeah, it's not gonna be great. And what was their strength of schedule now? Did you have like twentieth or something? It's 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 well, a little easier. bit easier. But it's still, I mean, you still got to play. They're still playing like the Packers they play and the, the Lions, the fucking Ravens, Ravens too. Oh my god, it's not gonna. They're they're gonna do worse. Most uh, of the teams they play this, even though their strength schedule is gonna be technically easier. You look at all these teams they're playing, and all these teams, other than maybe like hypothetically the Dolphins and the Bengals, are gonna be better teams. Yeah. So this team, they're not going to win a lot of games this year. So I, I'm, I'm shooting, yeah, more for me. I'm, I'm maybe four and twelve, five and five and five and eleven or something like that. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. I'll, this team in particular is so boring that my hot take is that their tight end is going to be their leading receiver. <laughs> I can, I can, I can understand. I can get behind. Tyler that. Eifert is going to be their leading. He's going to be the dump off guy for yeah. Gardner, and and that's it. We didn't do a hot take for the Colts. Did we not? I think we got wrapped up in something. Give me your hot take for the Jags. I, to be honest, I don't really have one. I think it's, let's just say it's under. It's under. We're <laughs> under. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a. I don't really have a hot take for the Jaguars, just because like they're a team that nothing's going to happen to them. Like they, they have. A, they're just. They're they just going to lose swimming pool in the stadium, <laughs> and fans still don't want to go to those games. Correct. Uh, this is the Jaguars are one of the teams that they're that the NFL has been actively talking about. This team should just move to London. Because Dude, yeah, because they're more popular in London than they are in Jacksonville. That's not hard, which is crazy. <laughs> that's not hard. But I, that's my hot take. They're going to move to London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, do you have a Colts hot take since we're coming Fuck. back to it? Uh, yeah, uh, Philip is good. <laughs> he's going to throw thirty how, interceptions. How do I know? That's a pretty good hot take. Is it or is it lukewarm? No, that's, that's like funny. I think that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to as much as much as I like Philip Rivers. I don't like Philip Rivers. Uh, yeah, he's there. There's no fucking way you're gonna plug him in. And he's gonna be good. Are you fucking kidding me? Especially with they have no, no offensive talent around yeah, him. I like say he doesn't have a lot of. Skill he doesn't have Keenan Allen anymore, <laughs> dude. Antonio Gates isn't any of those guys. No, he, they're gonna be so much worse. Or Philip Rivers is gonna be so much worse. I would not be yeah. surprised. A year older, not a year wiser. If they're like fucking, let's put Brissett back in. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> at this at this point, <laughs> suck for the new luck. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the first half. Of the NFL show brought right. to you by the debates on tap. Um, join us for the second half. There's a quick ad here from our quote unquote sponsor, Hope Clothing. And then uh, we'll see you we'll back, back for the, for the NFC. Half. NFC, which is infinitely more interesting. Way more interesting. Hey, Brian, do you remember what happened in February? Oh, yeah. You and Molly got engaged. What? No, that was literally a year ago, last May. Dude, did you make shirts to commemorate what happened? Oh, yes, the shirts I made for that event that I remember. You know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh, yes, you mean the red and yellow shirts supporting Greenworks KC. (laughs) How could I forget? Okay, are we done with this bit? We definitely are. Use promo code DEBATE10 at HopeClothingKC.com for any purchase, including the red and yellow limited run Super Bowl t-shirts. All purchases benefit local Kansas City charities Rose Brooks and Greenworks KC, again, that's HopeClothingKC.com, promo code DEBATE10. Go fuck yourself, Las Vegas. If you're listening to this now, the day it comes out, as of today, two days ago, 
was our co-host Vargas's birthday. Our pork cheek, dream drivel out ass, future president, sound engineer, something else. Thousand nickname Vargas. <laughs> That's what we call it. But pork cheek's birthday was this past Friday. He uh I got him I got him a thing. It hasn't come in the mail yet, but he is gonna receive it. But more importantly. We're announcing it on the show. We're announcing it on the show. This is the first anyone's ever heard. He doesn't even know yet because he doesn't listen to this. He won't listen to the show. So I'm announcing it here. We'll probably give it to him next time I see him, which next time we record. The next episode you hear, by the way, and another thing comes out Friday, was recorded in advance. So you will not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You won't know. You won't know. The, The Us, you and I, Brendan, decided to get him a gift that will live forever. Probably literally. Let me let me riddle you something. What lives forever but is already dead? Rocks. Yeah, I, there's a lot of answers actually to that. That fossils. I fossils. Yeah, so it's a star. We got we got him a star. We got him a star, which you know arguably has burnt out already somewhere in the universe and but the to galaxy. Us, it's but still shining bright for millions of years. It's going to last and be there. It's going to outlast all of us. Unless it's, it's in the what what. It's in the Cancer constellation, which is his birth sign. Mm-hmm. Which I think is that's that's pretty that's awesome. I uh, like that a lot. Uh, so we bought him a star. Uh, I mean, okay, look, I understand. <laughs> I understand the scam that these star sites run. I this is aimed at grandmothers buying shit for their I, their kids. Yes, I Grand fully kids. understand it. Young grandkids, but it is going to be a specific star in that constellation. Right. He can drive it to the country. Can't see it in the city. Probably can't see it in the city. No can't see anything in the city but you'll be able to see it in the cancer constellation and we got to name it we got to name a star and i named it for a nickname that he got while we were in college that he had never heard he grew up with the name vargas right andy vargas you would think that somewhere along the line someone would have called him this but he was not called this name until he was 22 years old and that name is fart gas so he now is the because pro- someone wasn't it like someone could not hear what his name when they were like fart gas yeah everybody ever call you fart gas he's like <laughs> you right now that just happened that was the first time it's ever I, happened as a kid I don't see as a kid how someone wouldn't have called him fart I, gas if I knew him he would have been called oh, that yeah. well actually I guess not because I didn't fart call him that gas. I wasn't the one who called him that anyway he is now the proud quote unquote owner. <laughs> can't own gas he's now the proud owner of a star in the in the cancer constellation called fart gas beautiful happy birthday buddy. happy birthday fart gas oh boy all right so now we're gonna move on past the boring division thank to, christ to the nfc south which is home to some really interesting things that have happened in this division i think it's gonna be a really interesting division in this next year Anything after the AFC South is more interesting. Right. Uh, we're starting with the Nor- New Orleans Saints. They were 13-3. and three. They were knocked out by the Vikings in the divisional round, I believe. Um, offensive DVOA. Sorry. I hit scared me. My headphones on the mic. Oh, okay. Very weird sound for me. <laughs> it was. Offensive DVOA, which was fourth. Defensive DVOA was, uh, was 11th. So still pretty, pretty good. Good team. Third in sacks. Wow. And then 13th at interceptions, which is also pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> granted, their strength of schedule was 22nd, which I, 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 I that was kind of surprising. That is pretty surprising. Uh, for 2019, for 2020, they're 24th in strength of schedule. So they went 13 and three. Yeah. And they had one of the easiest schedules. And now they have 
almost all the same. Places. Arguably an easy, easier schedule. They do play the Chiefs next year, so that's, yeah, that's already a, that's, that's an, an L. L. Um, but yeah, but this was a crazy season for the Saints because they lost Drew Brees early on to an in, to a thumb injury. Yeah, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater took over for the offense. Which Teddy Bridgewater, I love Teddy Bridgewater, but that offense was not made for Teddy Bridgewater's skill set. No, and that's not disparaging Teddy. He's no. a great quarterback. No, they, this was a bright future star before, before his, his leg got crushed. insane leg, leg injury at a practice for the Vikings years ago. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is now to, at a different team, which we'll talk about here in a second as well. Another interdivisional yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but this is a, a team that is has been led by Drew Brees, is, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league still to this day at the right age of like 40, 41, something like he's a little bit older. Um, but yeah, once Drew Brees went down, they had a little bit of a rough stretch with because of his thumb. Yeah, um, went a little bit of a rough stretch because again, this this offense was has been built around Drew Brees for the past 10, 11, 12 years. Well, and you you got the rapport with people you know. Correct. He's had the you know similar receiver. He's been throwing to Michael Thomas for a few years. So yeah. So so really, if you look at their needs coming into the season, not. I would argue not not too many needs, I, no, I would say. Which is good because they only had four draft picks. Only four draft picks and, and about $10 million in cap space. So yeah. not a lot of mo- yeah. room to, to, to wiggle around with. So they need to offload some people um, and in addition to maybe, hypothetically, finding their quarterback of the future, which... Taysom Hill, what are you talking about? And someone else who we'll talk about here in a second, which I thought was kind of weird, but yeah, yeah. we'll get to it. Um, arguably... For years now, wide receiver is probably one of the biggest offensive needs of this team. They have Michael Thomas, who is a phenomenal wide receiver. He's in the he's in the talk for best. I mean, he's the only wide receiver who's ninety nine in Madden. Correct. Uh, Michael Thomas, number one wide receiver for the team, had seventeen hundred receiving yards. That's so many. Their number two wide receiver was a tight end for seven hundred yards. Yeah, man. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas had a thousand more yards in their second. Leading receiver, second receiver. Even when he was doubled, the man would make catches. Like the man is insane. This so for years we've had the not not you and me, but we've had this argument with other people ah. about quarterbacks and their offensive weapons. Blah blah blah. Oh, if these motherfuckers worse, yeah. have went thirteen and three with it. Injured Drew Brees and one arguably number one receiver. Yeah, like that's insane to me. They, I mean, you can't take away from Alvin Kamara. You cannot. Who Alvin Kamara is? Uh, he was their third leading, third receiver on the team with 533 yards. He was also also their number one uh, rushing receiver uh, with set, with almost 800 yards. But very respectable, 4.7 yards a carry, uh, and about five touchdowns and another touchdown picked up uh, receiving wise. So it's not that Bridgewater lucked into two very good skill players. It's just that those skill players are so good. Yeah, that they were able to make up for what Teddy lacked. Yes. Um, so so definitely, they need wide receiver help. Uh, they need probably secondary help, quarterback. Uh, before free agency, uh, Eli Apple and P.J. Williams, went, Art and Janoris Jenkins, I think, um, were arguably some of the biggest secondary names they had before the, uh, before the offseason. Yeah. Um, uh, which Janoris Jenkins had stretches where he was good, but was very up and down. Um, and again, a huge cap hit. So he's probably a, a good person to get rid of in free agency. I, I cannot attest here to a second if they did or not. Um, as well, offensive line help. Uh, they one of their big uh, offensive linemen, Andrew uh, Pete. Uh, he left, or he's a free agent. Um, so now they need a, a 
a lot of help keeping up 41-year-old Drew Brees. Um, in free agency, they managed to restructure, resign Drew Brees to a new contract. They gave Taysom Hill a massive contract, like two years, like $20, $30 million. <sighs> Which, when you're playing three three or four positions, Which, I, I will I say, guess. that was the biggest... It, Taysom Hill, who is like 30 years old, he's he's a little bit older. Um, he is a he came out of college being a quarterback, and he was not a go- good quarterback in college. He could wing it. He was drafted as a quarterback. They used him in a lot of wildcat. They he they also used him as a wide receiver. He's fast. He is a very quick guy, and also a little bit of, like was a wildcat receiving. So for them to give him a big contract of tens of millions of dollars is kind of baffling to me. It almost seemed like, uh, like, because he was putting up a stink, like, pay me like a quarterback. Yes, which... And the GM was just kind of like, God, shut the fuck up here. Take this. Yeah. Take so, this and shut up. So, yeah, so they, they signed Taysom Hill to a pretty big contract. Uh, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, which I think is very interesting, because I don't... you got to have a number two. You do have to have a number two, and but... I think he's a fine number two. I, I think he's a fine number two, but I don't think he's exactly what they would, they're looking he for. He was San Francisco's number one. So, <laughs> which they had a lot of young guys and things like that, but, um, yeah. So, and then also, uh, yep. So after free agency, they, uh, they do have, <laughs> uh, good linebackers in theory I have written down, but people like Kiko Alonso, they, they at one time were great, but now a little bit injured, a little bit older. Um, so yeah, Janoris mm. Jenkins is with the team till 2023. He did. They restructured their contract, um, which was very good for them. Uh, they lost Eli Apple though, and they Marcus Lattimore. They still have Marcus Lattimore on the team, I believe. That I do not know. I think they still have Marcus Lattimore. So you said they lost Eli Apple. They also lost Teddy Bridgewater, which again we'll we'll get to here in right. a, here in a little bit. Uh, they lost Ted Ginn, who was their number two behind Michael Thomas, who actually opened up the field a lot for right. for Thomas. But uh, I think Eli or Emmanuel Sanders will do the same type of role that Ted Ginn uh, did. So I think they will be okay on that front. I think so too. And uh, yeah, but again, but they only had four picks in the draft. Um, so first pick of the draft, they picked up a, a giant center, Cesar Ruiz, Cesar Ruiz, who I think is going to be a phenomenal uh, offensive line guy out of Michigan, out of Michigan. They picked up a Wisconsin linebacker, Zach Bond, who I think is also gonna be very good. Picked up a tight end, um, which I think is going to be fine. What was the last Saints tight end you knew? They uh, Jimmy Graham, right? Jimmy Graham, and he was great. Graham Graham Cracker, yes. Graham Graham Cracker. <laughs> Jimmy Graham Cracker. That was uh, Graham Norton. God given name. Uh, also, um, <laughs> after the draft, they then went on to sign possibly Drew Brees' backup quarterback and Mister Jameis Winston. Yeah, they also, in round seven, they drafted a quarterback. They, that too, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of... <sighs> I don't think... No, 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 no. Here's, no, no, no. Here. What it is, is they needed... They lost Bridgewater. They did. They lost Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. All they need... So did, do you know off... You don't know this offhand. Mm. How many games... Maybe I do. Teddy won? Uh, oh. No, you don't I know I can that. look it up real quick. Yeah, look it up. I'll vampire. All you need, so again, worst case scenario, Breeze goes down, well, for the season, but second worst case scenario. Wow. What? They only lost one game under Teddy Bridgewater, won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games with Teddy Okay, so they went eight and one with Teddy. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that was all Teddy. It was a lot Teddy, right? Oh, wait. 
Uh, six game. It. Six games. What? What is it? For is some it? reason, they have a game where he came in and didn't play. Six. They won six games with Teddy Bridgewater. It's probably a Wildcat. Yeah, I think it was a Wildcat. Thing. Uh, so six games, right? Six and one right. with Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say, and they went thirteen and three. Yeah, they would still win this division if they went twelve and four, eleven and five. Right. So you don't need Teddy to go out there and win six. That was a happy surprise for them. And then they played yeah. it off like they knew what they had. Correct. So all you need is Winston to go out there and throw a couple bombs and get you three out of seven wins. If he goes three and four, that would be a best case scenario. Right. For Drew, for Drew Brees getting hurt again. I know. And, and that's the thing. I think I, I honestly think this past year, Drew Brees getting hurt helped them a little bit because the past couple of years with Drew Brees, he kind of falls off a cliff declines at the end of the season because he gets tired. He's <laughs> that's old. Best, that's you got to put your best, feet up. That's the best way to put it is that he gets a little tired and uh, he, his numbers start to decline as the season goes on. So I honestly think last season, whenever because whenever Drew Brees came back, he went on a tear. He tore people up. He took a nap. He did. He was he out took for like... a mid-season nap. <laughs> out for like seven, eight games and, and did phenomenal. But, but signing Jameis Winston, our feast or famine boy... Who first person ever to throw over thirty touchdowns and over thirty interceptions? That, but again, <laughs> you've got Michael Thomas now, so your game yep. plan with him is ha- either either you throw it a right. screen pass to Kamara, <laughs> and if you throw an interception there, it was your offensive line's fault, right? <laughs> right? Or you just throw it up to Michael Thomas, and nine out of ten times he's going to come down with it, or it's going to be incompletion. But I mean, Jameis Winston did have. Uh, Chris Goodwin. <laughs> he had one of the best offensive <laughs> he had talents like two of the best him. wide receivers I in the league. Get it? However, over under thirteen and three. Under. I think under, but I don't think too much under. They have an easier schedule. They though. have a way easier schedule. I think it's gonna be like they're gonna shoot. I think it's gonna be at least twelve and four. I could see some games in this in their division uh, or in it's their only schedule. under because thirteen and three is very good. Yes, it's ph- phenomenal. <laughs> in fact. Um, because I look, you look at, they play the chiefs, um, which, which is, I, so there's an L we already know an L they play a, arguably we're going to talk about here in a little bit, a better Buccaneer team. Yeah. They play the Packers. They play, um, uh, bears. Yeah, the yeah, bears yeah. are going to the Super Bowl. Don't count. Don't just skim over the them. 49ers. They play the, Fal- like I, I would argue a lot of the teams in their divisions are going to be better. Sure. As well as they play the West. So. They play the Chiefs late. They end with Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. That's not. That's not great. No. So I. I. That's why I said. Excuse me. Gosh, I have the hiccups. No. Or burps. These I'm sorry. fucking These Celtics, Celtics, man. That's what you asked me. I think this team is going to be closer to twelve and four, but I think they're still. I'm not going. No. We're going to talk about when we get to, a couple episodes. For no, I'm not going to say anything else. A couple oh, episodes. Oh God. How many more of these do we have? We talked about the start of this episode. <laughs> yeah, under. Yep. Which is still great. Yeah, which is still fine. Your hot take for the Saints this year. I'll predict your hot take. Oh? I'm going to predict your hot take. Okay. I think your hot take is going to have to do with Jamie's Wednesday. Oh, duh. <laughs> Put him in. <laughs> Let him throw bombs. Put your all new day. franchise quarterback in. <laughs> What is your what is your hot take? I think Drew Brees is going to show some age, and 
I, again, we don't want to talk about guys getting hurt, but some things that have a jabris and they're going to have to go with, fuck, we got to put Winston in. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I think Winston's going to, he's going to show why he's Jameis Winston, baby. <laughs> why he's the gunslinger. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Alvin Kamara is going to get over 1,000 yards. You think so? Rushing. Yeah. I think he's going to be the league's leading rusher because Drew Brees is getting older and they're going to want to keep him healthier. I think that healthier. ties into the Drew Brees getting a little bit older thing. Yeah. I think they're going to keep him healthier so they're going to not throw as much. They're going to not put him in those drop back right. situations as often. And I think Kamara is going to be a better rusher than he was last year. I would definitely agree with you. Uh, nice, nice and easy there. Easy. Uh, next in the division uh, is the Atlanta Falcons. Who there's such a big disparity between this team, the first this, and second yeah. team in the in the division. And he, but you look yes, and then you look at like the Falcons and their team. This team should have been a lot better for a lot of years. The team should have been a lot better. <laughs> they had the one year where they were blowing out the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and they fucking blew that. And ever since then. They've just been like, well, this team still has the talent. They'll still be there next year. No, they weren't. Yeah. And then last year, no, they weren't. Yeah. So so this team started out one and seven. They started the, the season out one and seven. Which surprised every analyst. A lot of people. They're on... 25th in red zone scoring. Brutally bad when you it came in the red Jones. zone. I, I know. Their offense at VOA was 15th. So again, that's not average. That actually bordering that's on bad. pretty bad, kind of bad. Defensive DVOA, they were 20th. That's really bad. The Falcons gave up 25 points a game. It's too many. That's so many. <laughs> that <laughs> no wonder they they struggled. Because one, their their division or was pretty good, and who they played was pretty damn good. You gotta play the Saints twice a year. Play the Saints here. I'm pretty sure they played the 49ers twice last year. That's 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 tough. Wait, why? They played the 49ers twice last year. Just because I or maybe they didn't. No, you can't. Unless they're in the division. Oh, they split a game with uh, with the Saints or... Yeah, but anyway, so yeah. But they had games where shit got tough for them. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, if your defense just automatically gives the other team three fucking touchdowns, like... Yeah. Or, like, we got yeah, some things yeah. to work on. Um, they were 30th in sacks, atrocious. They were 19th in interceptions, also atrocious. I will say the one thing I will say for them is that they were tied for the seventh hardest schedule. So pretty damn hard schedule. Things are still kind of bleak for them because they have their tie for the fifth strength schedule. Ugh. So a little bit harder. Um, I mean, but you have Matt Ryan, you have Julio Jones, you have Calvin Ridley, but you still need a lot of reinforcements on the defense side. Their defense was bad garbage. You could say it very bad, but what do you do in free agency? Because they only have $4.5 million in cap space. So things aren't looking that good. Well, you lose one of the league's best tight ends and Austin Hooper. Yes. You lose Austin Hooper. Um, they're, they're moving on from guys like Vic Beasley, other, other guys like that. So on the defense side of the ball, basically all their needs are defensive. You need yeah. all the defensive line help. You need secondary help because they couldn't stop anybody. They lost the two names that I know on defense, Vic Beasley and Desmond Trufant. Desmond Trufant, they did. Um, they were 21st in the league in passing yards allowed, point, allowed per game, which is very bad. Just also, pass on them. 24th in opponent passer rating. Yeah. Which <laughs> and they, and they played Winston twice, exactly. a year, twice a year. <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, so, so pretty tough. Uh, as well as running back, uh, Devonte Freeman did not look good last year. Um, they had no consistency on the on the running game side. You know what's weird is they've had those guys like right. Freeman. They had the other guy that 
it's not just like Freeman, but I can't remember his name, where they're like those middle of the road guys, but right. for whatever reason they shine with the Falcons. But then last year, yeah, it was like it was nothing. It was bad. Their rushing game was right. bad because Matt Ryan and Julio Jones couldn't figure it the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. So uh so yeah, so so a lot of help they need. Uh going back real fast, they did play the 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 49ers towards the end of the season and they won 29-22 on like a last second. Oh yeah. You remember that? It was crazy. Yeah. And that was whenever they had a really good run where they beat Carolina, uh, the 49ers, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay to end the season. So that's why they kind of picked it up a little bit. But yeah, but but anyway, so so yeah, so uh in free agency, uh they they released uh, Desmond Trufant, like you said, uh, they got Austin Hooper from Cleveland. No, no, they they released. They Austin, they, they lost Austin Hooper yeah. to Cleveland. I'm sorry. Uh, they signed Todd Gurley and got Hayden Hurst from the Ravens. <sighs> okay, and they got Dante Fowler and Dante Fowler, which I think is is, is which a pretty I okay actually pickup. think is a be- better replacement for just age wise. I would agree with you. Uh, anyway, I don't. Okay, so you get. So you don't I just shat on their running game, but I did say that those running backs shone or shined. What is the term? Shine. Shoned. <laughs> Shoned. They went to Shoney's, yeah. <laughs> got a huge dinner, and then they did well at, at the games. But uh uh those guys made the most of what they got, it seemed right, like, but right. they could never do it with other teams. Now you get glass knee girly. And yeah, dude, it's but but you can't deny his talent. So you you cannot. However, if he's healthy. Todd Gurley's knees are made of styrofoam. So. Yes, but if he stay, if it's that rigid styrofoam that sometimes <laughs> is around the two pieces of cardboard right. that you need, he's gonna do well. He will do. I don't know, man. It is such a crapshoot with his health, but if he can stay healthy, they're gonna right. be way better in rushing game. Right. So um, so in the draft. They their first pick of the draft was AJ Terrell, who is a uh, uh, was was a good cornerback in this draft, but not one of the better ones that I would have picked first. I guess a um, lot of potential though. Um, they did take uh, uh, an Auburn guy, a big uh, uh, a defensive line guy who can kind of play just about anywhere: defensive end, defensive line, defensive interior. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty good pickup. I got something for their round three pick. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> <clears throat> they uh they they took a chance or took a shot on a center named Hennessy. They took a shot <laughs> of Hen- you gotta say it fast, but it works. They took a shot of Hennessy. <laughs> there. I, I I think in that was a good joke yeah. and a good pick. Yeah. So for a third round pick for that kid, I think he, that, that's a pretty solid pick for them. He's a cent- he is gonna help. Again, Matt Ryan is almost done. He's almost done. <laughs> He's got to um, be almost done. Really? I mean, because they needed a lot of help, I, I I think their draft wasn't the best and most spectacular. They only had six picks. So, yeah. So, but I, again, you look at, uh, excuse me, um, they went seven to nine with a lot of good talent on the offensive side. I'm over under. I'm curious what my boy has to say. Well, seven and nine. Yeah. Look, I, I do think they're going to be over. I would agree with you, but because much that's like such a huge gap between first and second in that division. Exactly. And I think that with the way their division is going to go and with their offense still being okay, like, okay, fine, I guess you would say they're going to be a fine team. And I'm, I'm looking at more average. They're going to be probably closer to 500. Even eight and eight could get them third in this division. Exactly. This year, though. It could so. get them third. It could get them maybe a playoff spot, depending on how the rest of the <laughs> NFC shakes out. Yeah. Who fucking knows? 
Uh, but no, eight and eight, nine and seven. That's kind of where I'm looking at this team. I think Gurley. I kind of alluded to this. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna surprise people like you. I, I this, that was gonna be my hot take. Damn it! Is maybe not so much Gurley, but I think their offense, offense is gonna pick up and be like more of a, a powerhouse than it was last season. Did we just say what every talking head on ESPN has been saying about their offense for the past five years? This year. That's different. That's totally Those different. guys are they're, they're wider they're than They're always us. wrong. They're always <laughs> terrible. No, I, I still think they have a lot of gaping holes on the defensive side. And their defense cannot, I don't want to say can't get worse because it could get worse, but it was very bad. Um, and they kind of started to pick it up a little bit as the season went on. But that was, I would argue the reason why they picked it up so much is because their offense picked it up. And again, I mean, I would take Julio Jones over just about any wide receiver in the league. When you have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan on the same team, you automatically put them in the top five. I'm, I'm telling you, Matt Ryan, he's a good quarterback. He is. The reason why they lost the Super Bowl a couple years ago was not because of Matt Ryan. God damn I'm it. telling you. Um, the, basically, the reason why they lost the Super Bowl is because Mitch, much like the 49ers just lost their Super Bowl was because the same head coach and offensive oh, coordinator. Weird. But anyway, but but yeah, so I think I I, I think yes, hot take. Their offense is going to be way more explosive, a lot better, likely because of like Gurley and all those pieces are putting in. Uh, I think you get them a better uh, tight end, which Hayden Hurst from the Ravens is a, probably a little bit. He's a younger tight end, so I think he's a little bit more dynamic and quick but he's not better than austin hooper he's not better than austin hooper but i think he's gonna be quicker than hooper so i think he's gonna he's gonna do a little better when it comes to the speed of that team um so yeah i'm, I'm thinking yeah i'm thinking that okay that brings us to the panthers correct or is it is it the bucks the buccaneers oh i had my uh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um so it brings us to tampa bay buccaneers who i would argue oh they went seven and nine too they went seven to nine uh, but by virtue of tiebreakers, they were they were third place in this division. This team, I would argue, is going to be is one of the most like of all of like all the stuff that has happened in the league. One of their moves has made them like automatically better, basically like uh, like the biggest change I would say, right? Oh, Joe Haig, the offensive line because they got Joe Haig, the yeah. offensive line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Anyway, so yeah, so we'll get to that here in a second. They were, uh, they went seven to nine, missed the playoffs because, you know. Now, I'll say this Bruce Arians said, and I don't think he's wrong here. He's not wrong. That if you take away 10 turnovers, which is a lot, which it was only a third of the interceptions <laughs> Winston threw. If, and I will say that if you watch Jameis Winston's film, and I would encourage you to because it's amazing. That dude does not give a fuck. Nah, man. He will. Feel, he knew he had Chris Godwin and like those guys, and he's like, "Fuck it," and <laughs> just toss it. But but much like Bruce Arian said, at least ten of those interceptions that Jameis Winston threw because he threw a lot of interceptions. He threw uh, thirty of them, my dude, which is a lot of interceptions. If you take away ten of those, which again, ten of those were arguably not his fault because of. You know, oh, it glanced off this guy's hands, or oh, it was a like a which is block, a stat like, that I thing. really wish they would start keeping track of. I would agree with you, but so you take away ten minimum, yes, at minimum that could this sway team three games is way better. At two minimum, two of their wide receivers, Chris Godwin, who we keep talking about, and Mike Evans, who we keep talking about, both had over a thousand yards. Dudes are good. Dudes are good. Both averaged fifteen and a half yards and seventeen and seventeen point three. Both had. Nine touchdowns and eight touchdowns. 
they they amounted for a lot of offense on this team. I think Mike Evans is in the top 10 receiver oh, of the league. 100%. Easily. I love Mike Evans. And depending on what Chris does this year, I think he's going to be in the top 15. I would agree. So, so yeah, so stats-wise, offensive DVOA was 22nd because of the what? 30 interceptions. <laughs> this team had the fifth-ranked defensive DVOA. But they can only do so much. Only do so much. When they're on the field <laughs> for 55 minutes a game. They were ninth in sacks and 21st in interceptions. So this team actually looked pretty good on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. Um, they were tied for 12th strength schedule in 2019, and now they're tied 16th for 2020 strength schedule. Um, this team put up a shitload of points. They have really good pieces in place on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, fucking Jameis Winston threw for 5,100 yards. Again. Like, <laughs> threw the ball a lot. There's um, a reason he is the Saints' backup quarterback right now. Correct. So, it basically went without saying that going into the season, after a couple years in Bruce Arian's system, which that, that's a big thing in Bruce Arian's system, is that he has a big high-flying, um, push-the-ball-down-the-field mentality. Um, you look at uh, Bruce Arian's led Andrew Luck and... Uh, What's the, the guy from the Cardinals? The offensive coordinator. Though. Offensive coordinator. Uh, what's the guy from the Cardinals? Uh, older. Oh, Trent Green? No, <laughs> fuck. No, I can't remember what his name Kyler is. Kyler Murray. Stop. Anyway, so he led these guys uh, in the first year of Bruce Arian's system. It's typical, normal, typically normal to see a lot of interceptions. Carson. Car- Daly. Car- no, Car- Carson Wentz. Car- uh, fuck, I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, in the first year of Bruce Arians' system, you're, you're, it's, it's normal to see a lot of interceptions. And yeah. that's kind of what you see here. In the second year, you start to see, oh, it starts to click a little bit more. They start to throw less interceptions and more touchdowns. And while James Winston did throw more yards, more touchdowns. Carson Palmer. Palmer, that's what his name is. <laughs> James Winston did not lose the interception piece of the puzzle. No, and again, but again, it's again, again. A third of those probably aren't his fault. That's a big when you throw 30, that's 10 interceptions, man. <laughs> that's a lot. So yeah, I wish again and for his sake, not even for ever Mahomes' sake cuz Mahomes would have had lower interceptions too, but they need to start keeping a separate stat of quarterback caused interceptions versus non-quarterback interceptions. Right. So going into free agency, we're not going to talk about what happened here in a little with bit. With Joe Hague. <laughs> going into free agency, it was all but certain that they were going to move on from Winston. Winston's contract was up. Bruce Arians has this funny quote where he says, if we can win with this guy, we can definitely win with another one. And I don't like <laughs> Bruce Arians, <laughs> I, by the way. I think he's kind of a prick. But I don't know what it is. I think, it's his gla- I don't, I think he's got he's, glasses. He's kind of a dick, and I don't think he's like as big of an offensive guru as people think he is, especially when you have fucking Chris Godwin's Mike, Ed- Mike Evans. Like, uh, come on. Like, it, how much, he, is, how much is it truly this, like, Bruce Arians versus the, the, the team? You yeah. know what I mean? So, arguably, they, they needed a quarterback, whether or not they get that through the draft or free agency. Who can say? It's a mystery until you find out on this podcast. You heard it here first, people. Offensive tackle, who we talked about. Yeah, Joe Hague. Joe Hague's coming up here in a second. Uh, offensive line. And again, this is a big thing with Jameis Winston as well, is that he can move. He can move around. But the reason why he had to move around so much, and I would argue, maybe not, not quite a third of those interceptions were... Forced bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions that were forced because his offensive line was pretty pretty atrocious. So... Uh, James Winston was not put in a good spot for a lot of reasons. 
mentality and yeah. <laughs> and offensive line wise. So, so they, they need offensive line. Help. It would make sense to get a quarterback who can scramble, Correct. right? Yes. Um, as well as other than Shaq Barrett, who I mean on the off defensive line. Yeah, but he's you know good. I mean? He's very good. He's extremely good. Uh, other than Shaq Barrett, oh you stupid dumb thing. Uh, other than Shaq Barrett, they had on the defensive line making a lot of uh, sacks. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, who we talked about. Oh, yeah. We mixed up with Kevin Pierre-Lewis last time. Well, one of them has all their fingers. The other <laughs> no, one doesn't. doesn't. Uh, for reference, Shaq Barrett had 19 and a half sacks. God, he's so fucking in good. In a season. He's so good. JPP had eight and a half. Yeah. He had less than half <laughs> of this man's sacks. But remember, eight and a half is still pretty good. Still, still good. Yes. Um, so, uh, but Shaq Barrett, I think, did they sign him to a contract? I cannot remember if they did or not. I, if they didn't, they're the biggest idiots uh, that we've talked about yet. Right. I'm going to go through the draft real quick because they didn't have a lot of picks, but they did address offensive line with their very first pick. Number 13, Tristan, <laughs> Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. Uh, after that, they got a, a safety and then they got a running back. Wide receiver, defensive line, linebacker, and another running back. So it looks like they kind of know what they're doing. They're signing defensive guys that maybe can fill spots, first of all, but they're also giving their offense more weapons than just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Shaq Barrett, they franchise tag Shaq Barrett, but he has not signed the tag yet, which is not. Good. <laughs> because the window to sign the tag is, is already passed, and, the, and to to make uh, to make contract decisions is already up past too. So I don't know what's going to happen with Shaq. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah, yeah, because you can still sign it. You can still sign it. You cannot have a. You, you cannot make any contract decisions. So, so he's either going to play under the tag, which or, he has or, yet to or sign, hold out. or hold out. But why would you hold out if you can't do contracts? You could do contracts. I mean, or, or he's guaranteed $17.5 million, I think, um, this season, if they play a season or not. Oh. So, so he can hold out and make and still $18 make, million. Make still <laughs> yeah. Not doing shit. That's what I wanted. Okay, how do I get that? Yeah, exactly. So after free agency, and Brian talked about the draft a little bit, they signed Tom Brady. What? To a two-year deal worth something like thirty or so million dollars. I, uh, okay, go ahead and say the other piece. There's they signed another person and they signed fucking Rob Gronkowski. So <laughs> these dumb shits, <laughs> these dumb shits think that the Patriots from 2017 are going. Oh, and they signed Sue. No, 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 no Sue. Yeah, what Necronomicon Sue? Necro- Necronomicon Sue. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Necronomicon Sue on the defensive side. But then you have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. So they're bringing the two best pieces from the, let's call it 2014 to 2017 Patriots. I will will give a caveat to this. Give me some caveat. Much like we talked about last time with the Patriots, I think Tom Brady in the system is going to be fun and it's going to be interesting. You're wrong. But Gronkowski? I don't think Gronk (laughs) Gronk does not have it. He's going to be more fun than Tom Brady. Trying to limp the ball more than 15 (laughs) yards downfield to Mike Evans. Gronk, unfortunately, has lost a lot of weight. He ended his last season in that 2018 season, like, hurt a lot. So I don't think, I I just don't think Gronk is a good idea to sign. He's going to put weight back on. I think Tom Brady in the system is going to be 
Why? Better and fun. Much like, I, wait, we talked about this in the Patriots episode. Because uh, last season with the Patriots, they didn't have a true number one receiver for Tom Brady to throw to. They had Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Julian Edelman. Who is a Your words. slot receiver, not an outside receiver Sloth. like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, that's my point. You're using my points Mm-mm. as your points. No, I'm not. <laughs> he I'm not. can't. <laughs> no, I'm not. He can't sling it I, I, 30 he, yards downfield, which is what Winston would do with his wrist. If... I would this that I agree with you with, and that's how Godwin got most of his yards. He, he does people. not have the same arm as someone like Jameis Winston. He does. Tom Brady still has an okay arm, but on the outside, he had uh, a rookie to kill Harry Harris, uh, as well as Philip Dorsett, who we've talked about as a terrible wide receiver. He did not have a true number one big tall. He did not have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So I think Tom Brady still has it. He doesn't have it as well as he what did. Is he, what does he have? He still does not have it as well as he did years ago, but he still has it. He's still one of the best quarterback minds to ever play the game. Like I, Modoc. I think... <laughs> throwback to... Our <laughs> listening to debates really, on tap. I think that, that Tom Brady in this, in this, uh, in this uh, offense is going to be okay. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be better. Um, so I guess that brings us to over-under... Uh, and they also had a really good draft. You you detailed the draft. They got a lot of offensive line help, um, as well as some other well, uh, offensive skill help. positions as well. They got two running backs. Right. Um, look, so man, when it comes to over under for this team, they're over. They're definitely over for sure. I think I I'm, I I do not agree. I this I will agree with you on this. I do not agree with all the other analysts who say that just by virtue of them picking up Tom Brady, this team becomes the number one team in the NFC. I don't agree with that at all. That is the dumbest. The, the people saying that they're going to be better than teams like the Saints, even even teams like the Bears, I think, have more of a say in the NFC. The 40, I mean, 49ers are still because, the defending Super because Bowl again, let's, let's walk through this, like, uh, walk oh, through this with us. Let's, let's take a stroll. Because they open the season against the Saints. And I think... This game against the Saints is going to be a very big litmus test for what the, the Bucs are going to be able to do. I do not think that the Bucs are going to win this first game because I think, again, the Saints are the Saints. You have Drew Brees facing Tom Brady in a new system to a point. I, I definitely think they're, they're going to split or lose both the games against the Saints, just all out of the gate. So that means by virtue, they're not going to win their, their division. Yeah. Like there's no way. They well, play they, real quick. Wait, 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 real quick. Also think in the time we're living in, mm-hmm. there might not be a normal training kit. There might not be time for Brady to get used to all of these new right. people. He's been playing in the same system with the same coach. And, and I will say that for yes, a decade, a lot of Brady's, uh, like the way he works through his time process is timing it, which ties into relationships. And the chemistry you have a receiver. Unless Mike and Chris are going to wherever Brady lives and running routes with him. Which Tom Brady's gotten in trouble a couple times from for meeting for like being in Florida because of COVID and everything going on. Yeah. Because he was at parks and at the practice fields with those guys throwing and stuff like that. Because there's too many people. <laughs> so he did get in trouble. So he he is trying to do that. He's trying. But, but he's, again, they play the Packers, they play yeah. the Saints twice, they play the the Chiefs. Like, this is going to be a very tough schedule for them to play. And, again, I think they're going to be better than 7-9. Uh, and nine. I 
put him closer to like maybe 10 games, maybe 9, 10 games. But I do not think that they're going to be the darlings at NFC. No, you take away 10 of Winston's interceptions. You also take away 10 of Winston's touchdowns. Right. Because again, my hot take is, while I do think their offense is going to be better, I don't think, nothing shows me their defense is going to be better. I think their defense is still going to be pretty, oh, I'm sorry, their defense was already good. I think their offense is going to be better, but I think their defense is going to regress because of everything they lost. And, and heck, maybe, um, uh, who was it that we just talked about that was going to, that franchise tag that was, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Who even knows if he's going to play? And I, and I, I just think that their defense is going to get worse. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say earlier is that the offense likely is going to take a little step forward just by virtue of having someone who's not going to throw 30 interceptions. Sure. You take that out and their, their offense is going to get better. Yeah. However, with everything that's happened in their, their defense, I think their defense is going to take a little bit of a step back. And if Shaq Parrott doesn't play, that is for fucking sure. Huge. Do you, do you ever feel like you're the only sane person, like in a room of, of <laughs> people, even if they're like-minded people, Usually, you yeah. feel like you're Usually. only like, you know, I've gone crazy. I'm saying shit that makes sense yeah. to me and shit uh-huh. makes sense to everyone else. Yeah, of course. Brady is not go. He's not, he's going to do fine. Will he do better than Winston? Probably stat wise. <laughs> yeah. He's going to throw not, less interceptions. He's going to throw less interceptions. Yes. He's not going to throw 30 interceptions. Is he going to th- throw 30 touchdowns? Is he going to throw 5,100 yards? No. Fuck no. no Unless isn't. one of those running backs is the best running back we've ever seen. And he just throws screen Correct. after screen to that man. Because like, like I, I talked about, whenever you look at Brady's film from last year, and again, he, he was hobbled by, he did not have a true number one big receiver on the outside. As well as Brady is the type of guy that he will take the the lowest risk yes. throw first. Yes. That's why Brady is will will cut you a thousand times and win the game. Yeah. He is more than happy to throw the ball fifty times for an average of like three six, yards. seven yards yeah. and be he's in his mind, he won. Because one, that tires your offense down or tires tires your defense down and keeps the ball moving. And two, on the scoreboard, he normally wins. He, and again, you keep that up all game, you're gonna win the game. My hot take Long is averages. you're going to see just how Tom Brady is without Bill right. Belichick and that system he's used to, and he's going to look like, uh, not like a Mitchell Trubisky, but he's going to look like a Nick Foles, <laughs> not in the Super Bowl. Big Dick Nick. Whenever Nick's not playing in the Super Bowl, that's what Tom Brady's going to look like. He'll show some flash, and people will be like, oh, that's the Tom Brady we used to know. You'll, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that in the first quarter of certain games. Right. And then the fourth quarter is going to roll around. He's going to get tired like Drew Brees did in halfway through the season. And he's going to take a nap, but it's only going to be the one game. Yeah. He's going to do that every game. He's going to crumble. And I think, again, just by playing the Saints twice, like those games are going to be either interesting in the way that it's played out like a chess match, or it's just going to be the Saints just blowing the fuck out. Because yeah. it's still the, you're still playing the Saints twice. I honestly feel bad for Mike Evans. He's one of the most talented I receivers. In the I, I I love Mike Evans and I love Chris Godwin a lot. He has to play with Jameis Winston, who Oof. gave the ball to the other team as many times Oof. as he gave it to Mike Evans. And now you have to play with the skeleton of Tom Brady, True. who you're going to be open forty yards downfield, yep. and Tom's going to have to like, punt it no, to you. No, come closer to twenty five thirty. It's a cutback. It's a cutback. <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's them. So moving on to our last team, we're talking about the Carolina Panthers. They 50% went, of the time? 
They win every time. <laughs> they went five and eleven. Uh, oh, you said missed playoffs. There is that. Is that yeah, so? You they know, you know, it? you know, they just barely, <laughs> five barely a job. Huh. Uh, offensive DVOA was twenty eighth. Almost worse. Oh, Almost as bad as oh, you can be. Pretty damn bad. Uh, and uh, uh, excuse me, def- defensive DVOA twenty fifth. So pretty bad. Now they were good at rushing because they. W- that's what I want to say. So offensive DVOA was twenty eighth. They were ninth rushing. So the, that means the only reason they were so okay was well, because CMAC rushed for a thousand yards and received a thousand yards. So there's only 32 teams. So the worst you could do is 32, but they would have been DVOA 35th. Had they were it not they been, were 31st in, in passing DVOA. How they were CMAC is so I think good. the only team worse than them was the the Jets or something like. We that. We already talked about whoever. I'm it was. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've already talked about. Them. And again, their defensive DVOA was uh, 25th. They were the worst team against the run. The against, worst team against, against the run. Yeah. Uh, but however, they were second in sacks. They had 53 fucking sacks this year. That's so That's, that's insane. So that's a roster of sacks. And that's an NFL they're active also roster. 11th in interceptions. So still pretty damn good. They were tied 16th uh, for strength of schedule in 2019 and tied 18th in 2020. So still, so, so still not bad. So they're real quick. I see it kind of at the top here, so I just want to say it. Luke Keekley retired. They had a. This is a team that had a ton of turnover. Um, Cam Newton got hurt, didn't play most season, so they they went they rolled with Kyle Allen for most of the season. Who, like God bless the guy for trying, but he was not good. Um, as well as Luke Keekley left. Greg Olson also retired and left. This team had a ton of turnover. Yeah. And they lost Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera left and went to uh, the Washington R-Words. Who's, who's been their coach for... Riverboat Ron has been the... I think for as long as Cam Newton's been there. Forever. River, Longer. Riverboat Ron has been there. Um, so now, another interdimensional thing. Okay. Interdivisional thing. Teddy Bridgewater is now the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Which well, I think is, you said starting very confidently there. I, come, Did come, you just lead into your hot take? Come already? Oh no, no, that's not that's that's a take. A little bit. That's a t- no. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's going to start. Start. He's going to start. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a whole conversation too about um, Cam Newton. I love Cam Newton. I think he's a great talent. He's a phenomenal football player. He lost to the Broncos, who were led by Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, who in the best defense in, in the, the league, league at, that the time, at the time. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think he wins that if anybody else but I, Peyton Manning. I was going to say, you if that if Denver's defense was a, I'm talking just a hair worse, and they didn't have Peyton Manning leading that team, Cam Newton would be a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. But there's this weird, especially in Carolina, people did not like Cam Newton. They didn't like how, you know, he was one of the first, you know, he had the Superman thing where he uh, was a little bit cocky. Um, because he was so good and scored a lot of touchdowns. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying the public and the NFL fans didn't like a confident black man? That's exactly what I'm saying. Well. And then you had the whole thing where the team announced that Cam Newton was leaving before they told Cam Newton to leave. And before they announced, before they officially released him. Yeah. They act, they put it. I don't remember if you. I don't know if you remember this or if you remember remembering this. Yeah, yeah. The team put out a statement that, as if Cam Newton had died, like the statement that the Panthers released whenever they didn't officially release, but talked about Cam Newton 
in a way that was like I vaguely remember it, remembering. It was the crazy thing where like they released a statement talking about how great Cam Newton was and he did yeah. so much. Like it was, he's gonna, it was the he's was gonna be blah, and, blah blah blah. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Wait, <laughs> did you release him?" Even Cam Newton was like, "What? I don't want to leave." Yeah, Cam Newton was so vocal about like, "I want to stay a Panther. I want to stay in Carolina. I don't want to go." Then they said, uh, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's final. As soon as we sign it in a week." Yeah, and kicked him off the team. Yeah, and then uh, it was weird. It was weird. It was like the market. Even though there were plenty of teams that needed a quarterback, Bears, yes, uh, Jaguars, mm-hmm. right? All these teams that had these mediocre quarterbacks. Uh, Nathan Peterman <laughs> is making more than Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. Yeah. Um. It's so strange that he wasn't in because when he signed with the Patriots, mm-hmm. which it's a literally shame. just happened like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to talk about it when we did <clears throat> the East. But uh, it came as a shock, I guess, a shock that anyone would take a deal on him, and they're paying him pennies for like, a single year, like a million dollars, something insane. Like I think they're paying the veteran minimum, which is like one point one million dollars. So you get. Cam Newton, who's been to, who led a team to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, who great stats, almost got MVP. Yep. And you're paying him for one year. And I guess the, everyone's saying that it's the Patriots, that's it, just how they do business. It, exactly. Blah, blah, it's blah. a Patriots thing. Fuck I, off. I would I would argue that the main reason they did it was because again, the Patriots are, are some of the best business dealers in the league. Like their contracts are always really good. I would argue that they went to Cam Newton. I would argue that the Patriots went to Cam Newton and said, "Hey, look at the look at the market. You haven't been signed yet. It's June. Like, we're we're willing to give you something to come and play football again." And he went, "You're right. Let's go." But, but, but we know that. Well, I mean, yes, the Patriots are shrewd in their business dealings. Right. Robert Kraft secured a hand job for twenty five dollars uh, easily. One of the best handies in history. But. Well, Monetary wise, do you know how much offhand I'm trying to look it up as I'm talking that Gurley is getting paid? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure it's five million for one year with the Falcons. So Gurley, who's had injuries almost every single year and has never made it to a Super Bowl, granted he's a running back, I get it, is getting five million dollars. For a one-year deal with Atlanta, uh, because of the signing bo- bonus, it's closer to like six million, I think. Okay, but in July of 2018, so a year before, like before the like before last season, signed that huge fucking contract, a four-year, sixty million dollar contract extension, forty-five million dollars in guarantees, and then turns around after after 29, like gets hurt. Yes, doesn't put up great numbers. Blah blah blah. Turns around. And signs a one 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 year deal for like five to seven million dollars. Meanwhile, Cam <laughs> gets almost no interest from anyone. Yes, because he's vocal and because he's cocky. Right, and because which and you'd because, almost say confident because yes, cocky I, I implies to, yeah, I would, that you're not. I would not, agree. I hate to use that word cocky, but well, and it implies that you're not good at what you do. You fake what you do, but he's very good at what he does. Let the team the super. Anyway, you get league the vet minimum. For one year, and you got hurt. This was the first year you've missed significant yes. time with an injury. He missed most of the season with with an injury, and, well, and for again, the first time. And again, he has been hurt here and there, but hasn't missed significant time at all. Yeah. So that's why uh, Carolina. It's a weird 
weird, bizarre team. Uh, this team is going to big turnover. Like we talked about, let's get back to Carolina. <laughs> well, we're circling back to Carolina. Um, they have a new head coach, uh, Matt rule, who I don't know anything about. Um, he's a bad boy. He doesn't play by the <laughs> rules. <laughs> uh, they also have basically no cap space to really make a big, re- big rebuild. Um, uh, but they do have the number seven pick in the draft. So that's good. And they still have C-Mac, which they signed him to a pretty big contract too. So I wanted to see a full year of C-Mac and Cam, man. I know, I know man. I, <laughs> we all did. <laughs> God. Uh, so yeah, so big needs. Uh, they need a lot of defensive end help because again, we talked about they're terrible against the rush. Um, uh, they, uh, also need a lot of offensive line help because again, God help Cam Newton. He was destroyed many times. Uh, there was that, if you go back and watch the highlights or the lowlights of that Super Bowl, Cam Newton was lit up many times because their offensive line was so atrocious. Yeah. Um, and that's still an issue now that happened. That was like five years ago, 2015. They tried to address it with Russell Okung. Oh boy. But that's a big name, and they paid him too much money. Paid him way too much money. Um, they also had a pretty okay, uh, like we talked about, passing defense. There's a rushing defense that was really bad. But they lost or, or had a lot of cornerback secondary question marks, basically. Um, so, yeah. So coming in, they lost uh, a couple cornerbacks to other teams. Uh, they also... Now that they have uh, Teddy Bridgewater, it's kind of like you really probably need to invest in these guys, which I don't think in free agency they picked up a lot of offensive line help. I don't believe. No, and they well, and they lost defensive line. Mm-hmm. They lost on Terry Poe, and they lost Gerald McCoy. Correct. Uh, so you're really relying – I don't know what you're relying on defense. That, that's a good question. And also with Greg Olson retiring, it's like what do you – I mean, that, that was a big piece missing on the offensive side too. So in the draft – uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't. They went all defense, right? So, yes, <laughs> yes. Very strange. Seven picks, all defense, all defense. They didn't touch offensive line. They didn't touch tight end. They didn't touch any of those things we talked about. No, <laughs> which I think shows you kind of. Yep. You have C Mac. You're going to have him for a while. So you're going to focus on defense for a minute. You're going to try right. to let your defense win, and then you're going to play the the time game until right. you can get a quarterback like. Cam, like you could have already had. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, with their first pick, pick seven of the draft, they picked a defensive tackle, Derek Brown, who I don't know a lot about, and he's got maybe the most generic name in the draft, <laughs> Derek Brown. Derek Brown. Uh, after that, they he got... W- he was really good at Auburn. So yeah, I, I, I mean, he's first-round, p- top-ten pick. He's got to be good. Uh, then they got... I'm not going to even try. They got a defensive end, and then they went... <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and say it? Uh, Yatur Gross Mat- Mat- Matos? Yeah. Sure, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't, right. Yeah. <laughs> then they got, a, they got a safety in that same round, round two. Uh, after that, they got a cornerback. Then they went another safety. Then they went another defensive tackle. And then they went another cornerback. Yep. So they didn't get any linebackers. So they split all of their picks between secondary and defensive line. Which a couple, like uh, Derek Brown is going to be a starter. Uh uh, Jeremy Chin, who is a safety from Southern Illinois, he is going to be another starter. But that's by virtue of not having... <laughs> that's the thing. You know? Like, even though they're going to be starters, it's because they don't have anyone else to, to yeah. fill those positions. Yeah. Um, and that's not always healthiest for the rookie. Right. So so again, 
They still have C-Mac. They're getting Teddy Bridgewater, who I, I think is a, is a pretty damn good quarterback. Um, and arguably their defense is probably going to be better. Um, I don't so, know how it couldn't be. Yeah, so... They had so many sacks. So over under 5-11. Uh, and again, like we talked about, this season they're the 18th strength and schedule. They're going to be over. Yeah, I mean, they open the season against the Raiders. Blah. The Las Vegas. They're probably going to be 7-9. and nine. I do want to see them play the Cardinals. I think oh, that'll be a lot of play, fun. Play we do. Chiefs. Yes. Yes. They play the Chiefs, which, you know, count that up as an I, L. I would agree with you. I think they're not going to be close to 500. I think 500 is like their ceiling. Has Matt Rule coached in the NFL before? Uh, I don't think so. No, yeah. So, I, I mean, you got a new coach with a new system, new a new quarterback, quarterback all this shit. Basically all new defense. I think they're, they're going to win more games. They're going to be closer to like six, seven games. They're win. in a rebuild. Yeah. And I think even though they're going to be a little bit better this season, um, it's going to be a situation where they're going to have more cap space, more draft capital, and we're going to see more rebuilding from the Panthers built around C-Mac and Teddy Bridgewater. Which you think they're going to build around Teddy? Which I think so, because I think they signed him to like four or five years. This, this is his second coming. I think so. Interesting. Um, because, again, he was the phenom for the Vikings and then had that unfortunate, terrible uh, injury in like training camp or practice. People which, thought he wouldn't walk. Yeah. He had, he dislocated his knee, which um, is a non-contact injury that someone can have that if not treated correctly immediately, you could easily block, kill blood vessels and lose your leg. Um, so thankfully the training staff, the doctors that were there at practice that day um, stabilized his knee and it was like a year and a half long recovery. Yeah. Um, because apparently, like, not only did it dislocate his knee, but he, like, obliterated every ligament in his knee as well. <laughs> yeah. And they said, like, he stepped in a hole. Like, that that's how crazy that his injury <sighs> was. It was a total fluke. It has nothing to do with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, oh, injury history. It was just a total fluke. Like You go step in that hole and see how your knee is. And they talk about the guys at practice, like, couldn't see, look at his knee because it looked so bad. And I, was I like, can't move my <laughs> knee right now thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, oh, God. So, yeah. So, I think they're going to be closer to six, seven games. They're going to be over. Uh, do you have a, do you have a big hot take for this team? No, man. No, I don't. No, I'll just say no. This, this is a hard, like another hard hot take team. Like much like the AFC South, this team is like eh. anyone that I would give would just be like, sure, that's yeah, fine. Um, I'd be phoning it. I would say with Teddy Bridgewater and C Mac, they're going to be a big explosive offensive team. Woo! Even though they don't have any offensive line help, but by God, they're going to do it. Hey, Teddy can <laughs> scramble, but so could Cam, and that's what doesn't. Anyway, we're going to whatever. You can't dwell on the past. We cannot. Um, so that, that does it for the AFC NFC South. Um, Next time's the West. Which, that's, buckle up, folks, because we're going to get rowdy, I think, for that one. Because we have a lot more Celtsies in here. Oh, boy. I'm going to make Vargas sit in on the next one. Because it's going to be nuts. Uh, yes, next time it is the AFC NFC uh, West. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun because I think the ends, yeah, essentially ends with Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, as well as the Super Bowl losers. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and as well as like we talked about at the start of the episode, we're going to do that episode. And then ideally before the season starts, quote unquote, if it starts, we're going to do a big power rankings episode, not only power rank the teams, but also uh, do playoff picture as well as who we think is going to win the Super Bowl, other stuff like that. Yeah. And maybe do some fun stuff like, quarterback rank you know just just crazy i think that's gonna be a lot of fun episode just to do kind of 
a lot of a big rankings power rankings episode for a lot of things. So we're gonna power rank trucks. I fuck everything. We're gonna power rank windows, power wash windows, <laughs> power rank podcasts. We're gonna do everything. Hey, speaking of podcasts, if you stumbled on this as a fan of the NFL, which you know we hope you did, welcome. If you made it through this far, if you had to speed us up two and a half uh, times our speed, that's great. We don't care as long as you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. We just want to provide some some input input and some comedy into the world. That's it. That's right. Uh, so if you did stumble on this, make sure you listen every Friday to and another thing. It's us and Vargas Pork Cheek, who you know we just talk about. It's a it's kind of a roundtable discussion. Right. And we expand on stuff that we talked about in our uh, every other week episodes of our main podcast, Debates on Tap, where we debate things and yell about things and drink. So that's the main main thrust of those episodes. We we argue, we drink, and someone wins. Yeah. I think that's not that's the order of it. How it that's goes. what it is. So listen to those. <laughs> that's again, like Brendan said, bi monthly on Mondays, uh, and then every Friday, and then every once in a while we have a special. Our right. last special was the Freedom Week which we celebrated begrudgingly the 4th of July as none of us are truly proud to be American right now. Well, you know, but here we are with the state of the country and the way they treat black men, especially black men in the NFL, which we've alluded to a couple of times. And you heard at the beginning of this episode, it's fucking bullshit. So, uh, other than that, you know, if you have a social media, find us on that. We are, you can email us at debates on fans at gmail.com with any of your NFL input. You can find us on Twitter at Debates on Tap. Find us on Instagram at Debates on Pictures. And I believe we still have a Facebook. Facebook.com slash Debates on Tap. That's right. And then, of course, if you would, if you'd be so kind. <laughs> and if you want to laugh weekly, we'd love that. And you could subscribe to us on whatever you're listening to us on. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We're on all of it. We're on things we don't know. So just subscribe and mainly tell a friend. Right. And then also, if you'd be so kind, uh, on the pitchkc.com, up until July 31st, at the end of this month, uh, you can nominate us for Best Local Podcast through the Pitch KC. Uh, we'd be very thankful for that. And that's Debates on Tap. That is our main show, our main lifeline, and your main comedy source for the week, I would imagine. Absolutely. You're laughing harder at us than you are at the world. So God willing. God, man. Gotta laugh at something, so laugh at us and hug each other. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.